Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, welcome to the Sport of It's episode 41. Uh, we actually have people live and recording for this one, which is a shock to all of us because it looked like we were going to be all remote for the rest of our lives. Uh, might as well go with the guest first. Uh, Patrick Donnelly, Gopher basketball writer for 1500 ESPN, is in studio and brought beer. I did, I did. Thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, so. you know, it's kind of a bucket list item for me uh, to get to be on the Sport of so. Cross that one off. Uh, I don't have too many left, so jeez. Uh, now yeah, you just, so how about you, that? You got to find a way on the gleaming in the things on, uh, <laughs> on your bucket list. It's like <laughs> go to Potbelly. <laughs> Are you kidding? Try That's way above zero. my pay grade. <laughs> I'm lucky if I well, get to Jimmy Johns. So, um, Brandon is also here. You to be not in the studio. He's in Dallas. I, I, when I say he's here, he's sitting, he's on the laptop that we can see here from the table, as well as Clarence, who is also on the laptop. What's up, fuckers? You got it. <laughs> so I was telling the guys that I, I went to uh, Best Buy uh, yesterday, and I went in there and I found the nerdiest looking bastard in a blue shirt. And I said, I told, because I don't know what I'm doing, and I said, Brandon told me I got to buy an Ethernet cord. And the guy said, okay, and, and he basically took me by the hand, and we walked over, <laughs> and we, he got me a 50-foot ether cord, and so now I'm plugged in. It's not Wi-Fi, so you, rube, you rubes out there got to tell me if I sound better yep. tonight or if it sounds like the same old, same old underwater deal. Trying to improve the podcast here. Please write in and tell Clarence how good he sounds, just so Please. he keeps doing this. Um, Wonderful. Before we get started, we got a donation. We're, we're trying to expand this program in which we call people names for donations. Sponsored and slurs. And unfortunately, this week, the only donation we got was from our fellow podcast, Talk to Contact, at Talk to Contact on Twitter, who want us to call Clarence a wiener. So I'm sorry, Clarence, but uh, no, Talk to it's Contact fair. has donated and said that you're a wiener. So I'm sorry. Actually, wiener would be one of the highest compliments I've paid yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah. Might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. So, 
Um, what's the going rate for a wiener these days? Uh, we got $1 to call Clarence a wiener. Okay. We're up to $2 now for our insult program. We also have another pending donation. We won't mention the name of who we're going to insult yet because we haven't received the donation. Uh, but yeah, So yeah. we could well, have as much as $3. Yeah, this isn't UNICEF. We're, we don't, this isn't a charity. No. Yeah. you got to have no. the cash in hand. You know, you say that, but on other podcasts, you said you would insult people for free. So Changed my mind. I didn't realize how lucrative this would yep. be. <laughs> That's what I figured. Eventually, yeah. we're going to realize the power, crazy, man. the power yeah. of the podcast. We're going to build an audience. dollars later after I dropped a 25 on a... Ethernet cord. <laughs> Dropped half a Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get that right? I don't have any I don't idea. know. Jackson's Andy Jackson's on, was uh, on the 50? No, no. Ulysses S. Grant is on the 50. Jackson's on the 20, right? Christ. I actually, oh I actually see him once in a while. Dropped yeah. a half Grant. <laughs> half Grant. And if we were wrong about any of that, listeners, don't tweet in. Just use hashtag sport effects. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Not, I will completely ignore you. <laughs> you dropped a quarter Franklin, which also sounds like one of your suggestive Minnesota town names. Quarter Franklin, yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> Franklin is a town in in, in uh, Minnesota. Sorry. Is it down by New Home? It is down by New Home. Yeah. Let's let's segue into what are we drinking? Because yeah. Patrick is from New Ulm, yes, I, and uh, he has brought us the greatest of all New Ulm beers, Chills. Yeah, I brought a twelve pack, uh, the the variety sampler pack for the winter. It's got three uh, chimney sweeps, which are uh, John's favorite, apparently. Uh, We've started in on those, and there will be none left very yes, soon. Yes, and it's got three shells darks, which is the lightest dark beer you're ever going to have. I don't know why they named it that. It's but. the only dark beer I've ever seen. You can actually see your hand through the other side of the bottle. Well, yeah, it's and it's their only beer that they make in a, that they bottle in a clear bottle. Every yeah. other bottle they make is uh, brown. But uh, there's a story that I won't go into about that. Um, and then there's three pills and three fire bricks. So by the end of the night, I would imagine, <coughs> excuse me, that the three of us will have put a significant dent into it. Good for you. You guys? Good. What are you guys drinking? Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, I don't want to. I'm drinking water, guys. I had Thai food tonight. I'm on like my 12th <laughs> glass of water. <laughs> thai food. Oh, Blame God. the Asians. No, nobody feels bad for you. That's what you get for drink for eating Thai food. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I just keep forgetting about how just pounds of salt Bad it is. So I would, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's good at the time, man. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'm drinking water right now. You know why? Because I bought a shitload of really good beer this week and packed it all up for um, for coming home to Minnesota. So yeah. when we have our uh, sportive Christmas party, I will be bringing the pain terms of uh dallas beers so that's where all mine are so you got like uh, a gross of Shinerbach? yeah no i'm not i know <laughs> Shinerbach. it's good but it's not good enough to to ship home so well, i have a lot of I local mean, seriously what what's good down there uh deep ellum is a brewery okay a new I, one i know the neighborhood uh, great uh mosaic is great and then i bought a bunch of um six point and dogfish head and uh, Dales, none of none of which are Texas beers, but also aren't available in Minnesota. So, uh, good sampler pack. I sent some home through the mail, and Ooh. then I have some packed in my suitcase nice. as well. So hopefully both both make it there without the uh, goddamn government getting all up in my business, right, Clarence? You know it. Ugh, worst. Thumbs down, government. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Oh uh, yeah. NSA. 
That is my answer for you. Water. I'd love to believe that someone from the NSA actually has on their assignment list to listen to this podcast and see if we're saying anything so governmentally subversive. Oh, bring it. You got a warrant? First phrase I taught my daughter. You see a cop? Yeah, pretty much. You're yep. in line at a restaurant. You got a warrant? No, sir. I'm just... <laughs> Don't you just sort of personally know all the cops down in Cannon Falls Way by this point, Clarence? Uh, who's asking? Um, we're asking the NSA. I was going to say publicly, but that's that's wrong. <laughs> this podcast isn't exactly public. <laughs> I might know one or two of them. Sure. Yep. There you go. Friends in high places. Uh, Clarence, what are you drinking? I got a bitter neighbor. It's a black IPA from Third Street Brew House out of Cold Spring, Minnesota. Excellent. Yeah, all right. it's all right. It's kind of kind of chocolatey, which I'm not a big chocolate beer guy, but yeah. it's, I like all beer. So the There's hell? alcohol in it, right? Yeah, not a ton, six and a half. So more than normal, but not, you know, I'm a, I like, I like it to start with a nine or, you know, an eight at least, the ABV. <laughs> Maybe an 11 um, if possible. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that brown sugar lagunitas, ten and a half. Holy cow! You said you like to start the night with that. I like to start middle end the night. Oh, you can go all the way with it, huh? If I'm gonna do it, let's fucking do this. Yeah. See, I go with the light as I can for as long as I can because I know once I start on the IPAs, there's there's no going back. You know. (laughs) I hear you. Last. You know, we were at the bar. We we got a hotel downtown a couple weeks ago. My wife and I. And we went out drinking at Stubborn Herbs, and uh, we closed Stubborn Herbs down. Good for you. We got a bunch of those brown sugars. They're like I said, they're ten and a half oh, ABV. We we both drank them, and uh, holy cow! You know, we're getting <laughs> like we're getting old. And I told the bartender, I said, uh, I need a I need a wheelbarrow for my wife. And he's like, um. <laughs> Is that like, is that a shot? I said, no, I, I need a literal wheelbarrow <laughs> <laughs> for my wife. No, like it's in the shed. The then we got to take her home oh. and we'll make sex on the bed. Is that a shot? <laughs> as far as no, you know. No, that's still a, yeah. Yeah, but that's, I like, I, you know, if I'm going to drink, let's let's get the job done. Do they serve that stuff in a shot glass or in like a snifter? It's in one of those fancy pants, like kind of wine glasses that have been cut off. Yeah. You know, yeah. Are not quite as, I don't know what a they call it. A goblet. Yeah, but not quite big enough to be a... Sort of a chalice. Goblet. A chalice. Yeah. Maybe a tankard. Yeah, a tankard. How many, how many synonyms can we Good come terms, up with? Guys. For, uh, Good terms, guys. Good terms. This is going well. I think yeah. we got two more than I thought we could already. Schooner. A schooner. Snit. A snit, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I went okay. and seen. And that's, that's enough of that. Yeah. All right, let's actually talk Gopher basketball here because we have somebody who's actually been watching Gopher basketball, whereas okay. the rest of us have seen about. I, I think. Can't. We, yep. Yeah. How many games have been televised? How many home games? Because I've been at them all, so I don't know. But. There was one on ESPNU that I saw about four minutes of. That was the Florida State yep. game. That was a great game. That was I saw game. that. Yeah. So it might have only been that one. As far as I know, only that one has been wow. televised. It, yeah, thank you, Big Ten Network. Yep. Thank you, Big Ten. They come into our, our nice little winter sports areas, and they bigfoot us with their hockey conference and their yep. their basketball. Thanks a lot, Barry Alvarez. Yeah. Jeez. Thanks, it was Obama. It supposed to get better. It was, well, supposed to make, it was supposed to make life better, and it made it worse. Yep. But they're also giving the athletic departments like half of their budget, so I'm yeah. pretty sure they can do whatever they want. 
And, hey, we're going to have the New York and D.C. markets cornered soon with Rutgers yep. and Maryland on the way. All of those Rutgers fans in New York City are going to be demanding <laughs> demanding the Big Ten Network. Think about that. They couldn't, what even get, they couldn't even get, what was it, the, the what's the New York channel at the Knicks? In, 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 MSG? MSG. They couldn't even get MSG on their Time Warner for, yeah. for like two years. Yeah. They're not going to get the Big Ten Network. Pretty sure the Big Ten Network's going to have to pay to be on there. It's mm-hmm. going to be like a public access channel. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what do you guys want to know? What do you guys want to know about the, the team right. that you haven't seen? The the team we haven't seen. First question: How good can this team actually be? Because we all predicted they'd be terrible. Yeah. Well, I predicted not, they'd be terrible. Not all of us. Brandon Brandon picked them to finish seventh in the Big Ten. I think the rest of them finished picked them to finish ninth or worst. I thought they'd be six and six at this point. Seventh in the Big Ten is going to get into the dance, though. So let's. I don't yeah. want to be confused. Yeah. I'm but very optimistic about it. You're notoriously optimistic about your basketball teams, though. Correct. You know that. I'd say <laughs> they're in his blind no. spot. Yeah. You're trolling me? It's kind of embarrassing. That's yeah. okay. Uh, so maybe let's talk about this. At this point of the season, are they better or worse than you thought they'd be? They are better. Decidedly better than I thought they would be. Um, you know, they've got uh, they've got their two losses out in, in Maui and fully expected them to probably get drilled by Syracuse and then maybe stay a little closer to Arkansas than they did. But instead, you know, they went out there and they played, I'd say they played 60 good minutes. You know, they played Syracuse tough mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. first half against Arkansas. And then they shit the bed for about 45 or 50 minutes <coughs> being the rest of the Arkansas game. And the first 25 to 30 minutes of Chaminade, they were just sleepwalking. And then their talent, you know, woke up and took over and they ended up blowing out Chaminade by 15 or whatever, which they should have from the start. <laughs> which you really you really should beat Chaminade by at least 40, shouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, unless you're Ralph Sampson. You yeah. Know, that's, that's about it. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, they are a much better team. They came back, and they stuck it to Florida State. I mean, they didn't, they didn't blow them out, but they stuck with them. Florida State had some monsters inside. They had a 7-3 guy who could actually move a little bit and was pretty athletic. They had a 7-1 guy who looked like he had about 1.2% body fat the guy was just chiseled mm-hmm. and they had some decent guards and i just figured any team their biggest weakness is going to be size because you know they go eliason and mo walker who mm-hmm. has lost all that weight and still looks he kind of looks like a, a baby deer trying to <laughs> trying to walk for the first time he doesn't quite know what his body doesn't trust his body to do what he's telling it to do i think so they're going to have a problem with size because then you after those two and you know they share the five so that means your your power forwards are Otto Oceanix and Joey King if that doesn't send uh, Richard Patino screaming into you know into his nightmares I think it probably sends what. Tom Izzo he probably gives Tom Izzo oh. nightmares Bo uh, Ryan Bo Ryan is sweating they're, they're Otto Oceanix and Joey let me King. ask you does that the way they performed against Florida State bode well for their chances in the Big Ten meaning that's was Florida State closer to the kind of teams they'll face in the Big Ten, big, physical, in the paint presence type teams, or or was or, or were they not like that? They were. They definitely were. Okay. I would say Florida State and Syracuse are probably the two teams that'll be closest to you know the 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 big boys of the Big Ten that mm-hmm. they're going to face stylistically at least. You know, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan State, who. Depending on what poll you read, are three, four, and five right now in mm-hmm. the country? Hello, could be fun. So I'd say, yeah, it was uh, Syracuse and Florida State probably play that rugged physical style. Um, don't they don't get up and down the floor as much as as the Gophers do, but they can if they need to. They'll play that game with you if they can. Uh, and the Gophers just, you know, they they outplayed 
they I think they outplayed Syracuse for a good chunk of the time, and I would say mm-hmm. the what was most optimistic for me, uh, most impressive of that um, from that game was the idea of what Richard Pitino can do when he's got time to game plan, because mm-hmm. he knows that Syracuse team inside and out. He's you know he with his time being an assistant coach for his dad, and Bayheim doesn't change. You know, Patino even mentioned that a no. few times. Says Syracuse is a pretty easy scout for me because the players change, but the system doesn't change. You know, I stayed from nineteen ninety four and right, got a pretty good right. scouting report on Syracuse. Right, and so it's uh, you know it's definitely uh, it's definitely a good sign that he was able to prepare his team for that and have them perform that way. And then, so when I actually get to watch them play against the Big Ten team and they have prepared, I'm going to be blown away. I mean, I haven't seen a Gophers basketball team like that's prepared, that's coached. <laughs> it's It's been... When was uh, Clem Haskins here? 1996? Yeah. It's that was his last year? I'm going to be really blown away, aren't I? I mean, I saw the floor. 99. Leave it to Stu to you come might, in here and have facts. You might have just heard in the background there, the one, the only, Stu has just walked in. He's putting beer in the fridge. And he'll be here shortly. It's an exciting time. I was expecting him to just sort of sprint in here, maybe tackle the Christmas tree, but he, that didn't happen. I thought he'd be that excited to be back in the studio here. But Well, Patrick, let me ask you another question. Uh, so you, you have pretty good access down to the floor and to the players. Hashtag access. The game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, John, guys, how uh, much how's it going? <laughs> there you go. John, how much money do we have? No, one. you can eat that one. Oh, okay. John, how much money do we got in the pot, the sportive pot? I don't know. We got one more dollar than we had because you're a wiener. Like 50 bucks, 60 something Yeah, something like that. Like that. Maybe um, even more. Patrick, is that enough to convince you to punch Bo Ryan in the face? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't need that. Are you kidding me? What would we have to do exactly for you to punch yeah, Bo Ryan in the face? That's probably the best question. I don't think I need much incentive. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's a punchable man. He's extremely punchable. Something like that, like a message? <laughs> and you Maybe know, you wear a sportive t-shirt while you did it? Years ago. Baba Booey. Years ago, I, uh, I was writing I was writing Big Ten basketball previews for this uh, Blue Ribbon whatever yearbook it was called. It's actually a pretty good product, um, and I talked to all the big ten, all the Big Ten coaches and on the phone back then. And Bo Ryan, when he first started, he was a great guy. I thought he was great on the phone. Good interview. He would give me, you know, all kinds of interesting anecdotes, and he was a cool dude. Then you just see the guy in person, yeah, uber punchable, very punchable. Oh. Number four in the country, aren't they? At being punchable, well, yes, no, I would literally say right now they're number higher. four in the country. I think. He's number three. Good in God, the country at punchable. Oh yeah, yeah. Hackstall, Eves. Yes. Oh, the Hackstall, Eves, there's... and then Bo Ryan. I actually would agree with that ranking. <laughs> wow, you could just go on a punching spree in Wisconsin and Madison and do all right. Don't think we well, that it hasn't happened before. Bielma, once Bielma left, oh, there, oh Bielma. He's four, but their new coach is pretty punchable too. Yeah, yeah I don't know too much about that guy yet. I would say he's less punchable than Bielema. Oh, and the only well, reason, the only reason they hired him was to troll Vikings fans, so they'd have to say Gary Anderson over and over and over. That's probably true. I forgot my phone. I'll be right back. All right. Stu is leaving the podcast again. Bye. Wave goodbye, <laughs> podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I think to Stu. Oh, yeah. He's got all of his. Oh. 
He's we got do, all his preparation on his phone. He's we do have a good it. upcoming segment from Stu here. I we were sort of talking about how good how good are they now? I thought they'd be much worse at this point. I thought they'd lose all three games in Hawaii because I forgot Chaminade was involved. <laughs> and they almost did. And I thought they'd lose the Florida State, and I thought they'd blow at least two of the other games against Middle, you know, Middle Tennessee, whatever. New Orleans. New and, Orleans. Uh, yeah, and College of Charleston, and who else have they played? South Dakota State. Yeah, it's uh, – Patino, is a, I think, is a little embarrassed – or not embarrassed, but maybe a bit sheepish about the schedule. Well, he had nothing to do with this. Right, but he's said a number of times, you know, as the program grows, our schedule will grow in toughness mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, they're opening up against his dad next year in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Why is that in Puerto Rico? Why not? You get to go? Uh, not that I know of yet. But who knows? That's a lot, a lot of water under that. Anybody bridge. from ESPN's listening? Yeah, send Patrick to Puerto <laughs> we'll Rico. We'll see how much sponsorship dollars we have at that. Right, point. Yeah, I was maybe thinking. We can send you down. How punch uh, just me? How yeah. about a sport of the podcast? Uh, <laughs> sport of outing. We're gonna have to call a lot of people a wiener between now and then. Sport of fiesta. <laughs> well, we can do that. You got to get people to pay us. <laughs> That's a lot wieners. of wieners. That's like a Japanese porno. That's a, ton That's of a podcast bukkake. <laughs> Weekly yeah. bukkake. There's got to be a podcast called that somewhere in the world. Oh, are you kidding there me? Probably is. They're probably spelled like ten different ways because you know yeah. so many who want to call theirs that. dot net dot org dot right. EU, <laughs> dot gov. So they're better than we thought. Does that? What does that mean for the rest of their season? How good can they be? What's the ceiling? What's the floor? Well, how good they're going to be? They're really thin. They're really thin. So they've got to stay. Well, well out of ocean, they're Joey King. Is they're all physically thin, but also talent wise, they're they're just not very deep. So they've they're they go seven, eight, you know, nine guys maybe, and the guys that come off the bench are not exactly you know all Big Ten caliber. Not so. exactly Willie Burton and Quincy Lewis. No, so they've um, got to stay healthy. If they stay healthy, and if they continue to, you know, confound people with their press and, and their up-tempo um, style play. I think 500 in the Big Ten is probably the ce- I don't want to say it's the ceiling. Ceiling might be nine and seven. Okay, the floor could be I don't know three and thirteen. <laughs> anything could, anything the floor seven. could be really bad. Nine right, and seven yeah. would be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I go crazy. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's the They're ceiling. That's yeah. what I'm saying. The best case scenario, I could see them maybe go nine and seven. My guess would probably be more like uh, seven and nine, and then. Yeah. But I'm guessing that they, if they stay healthy, they'll be playing better at the end of the season than they are right now because they're adapting and learning that system. And I would think they'll be a tough out in the Big Ten tournament. So. What? How do you? I know there's floor and ceiling, but how do you? What's the threshold for success? I mean, what do you? What's the record that you say here? If they're over it, they were successful. Or if they're under it, they weren't. Where would you set that? I'd say seven, six, and six and ten in the Big Ten would probably be. Uh, eh, you know, wish they would have done a little better, but eh, you know, he's taken over Tubby's team after all. Yeah, it's hard to look at six and ten and say that's successful, right? But at the same time, could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. All right, so. Just, so, yeah. um, Patrick, I, what do you think the um, starting five is going to be? Is it already set? I'd say, yeah, I don't think they're going to tinker with it much. They love Matthew at point guard. Then you got you know, Andre Hollins, can, that frees him up to play the two where he's really dangerous. And that moves Austin Hollins to the three where he's got a rebound. And he had 14 the other night, but that was against South Dakota State. So. I was going to say he's averaging 7.5 on the year. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's what they're looking for out of him. But, 
he's you know two of those games were 11 against I think Coastal Carolina and 14 against uh, the Jackrabbits. So gotcha. yeah, against the against the Big Ten, I don't think Austin's going to be grabbing double digit rebounds too often. Well, he weighs 85 pounds, right? Yeah, right. Um, but then that, then you know, that moves up to Otto at the four and Elliot at the five with you know, Mo Walker and Joey King and uh, that uh, Smith kid, Malik Smith from uh, he was the transfer, the senior oh, yeah. transferred with Patino. He's okay. uh, he's a nice uh, gunner guy with no conscience. <laughs> so there'll be nights when he will be bombs away and carry them to victory, and there'll be nights that he shoots them right into oblivion. But he's going to so shoot. Malik Smith is a um, is a two or what? Yeah, yeah, mostly. They don't have any big guys. They haven't Jesus, nope. you're right. <laughs> they don't. They have zero beyond Elison and, and uh, Walker. They have nobody over six eight, I think. Where is the uh, tenth straight year of hoping Mo Walker breaks out? That's nice. <laughs> yeah, well it's the last year you have to worry about him, so well, well, Mo they, Walker. He broke out of his body finally, you know, he's down sixty five yeah. pounds. <laughs> Jesus is, is uh yeah. Pacino getting him to lose sixty five pounds the greatest coaching achievement in Gophers basketball in the last five years. Oh, in the last five years? I'd say... It's close. In yeah. I would say going all the way back to keeping Courtney James eligible for a semester. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe further back than that. Well, that was a big old boulder to push up a hill. Oh, what was the... Holy crap. What was the Courtney... Didn't he, like, throw a phone book at his girlfriend or something? Or was yeah, it a phone? It was a I phone or a phone book? It was a phone book. She banged Shaq or something. He got it. Yeah, I think it was Shaq a phone. Or... This was before we had oh, cell phones. Yeah. It wasn't, a, you know, this wasn't a flip phone or a um, Yeah, that was back when phone book and phone were roughly equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> That's she true. didn't hit me yeah. either. I'm just picturing him grabbing this thing with a big dial on it. And yeah. Know, oh, keeping it across the floor and the wires <laughs> are flying the, everywhere. The clonk of the bell as it hits Maybe something. it was the... Uh, uh, Sports Illustrated football. Oh, that could be. And then she caught it and spiked it. Yeah. If I was going to throw a phone at somebody, I'd want to throw one of those. They are more aerodynamic. Yeah, get a nice tight spiral on that thing. Yeah. That could do some damage. Unless you're Ponder. Unless you're Ponder. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Clarence. Yeah, I don't want to poke the <laughs> no, poke the beast. No, he's, he's, he's a good boy. Right I'm happy. Hey, you're yeah, a best friend now. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I uh, I can't wait for the pie. I've come prepared with Ponder talking points. But that's all right. Well, let's finish our gopher discussion. Before we before we started, Patrick was pulling out old notebooks and reading <laughs> old Ponder notes from training camps and stuff. Yeah, I've got, this, I've got this notebook that I've just pulled out of my bag, and I was telling John I love grabbing a random notebook and trying to guess where I was the last time I had that page open or whatever. <laughs> and I've got this one with, uh, uh, it was for Mankato in 2011 at uh, practice. Uh, training camp, oh. and I've got Ponder to Arsenault, seven on sevens, <laughs> and Rhett Bomar hits Percy in stride. Oh, Bomar right, to Jamar Johnson. I mean, just a high pass oh, from Joe Kevin. Webb to Vasante Shanko. Imagine that—a high <laughs> pass from, from Joe, Joe Webb. Webb. Oh. Ah, good stuff. The third preseason game of that of that preseason, I emailed Rand and I said. The Vikings are going to waste the next three seasons Man. and the prime of AP's career finding out that Christian Ponder cannot play quarterback. You this nailed guy it. sucks cock. And how seriously were you taken, <laughs> Clarence? Zero. I, I was, everybody laughed. Would you mocked. say you were mocked and ridiculed? That happened, wasn't there? Ridiculed. Oh, the two reactions. <laughs> there we go. Mocked and ridiculed. Everybody <laughs> laughed at And stifled. You better give this guy time. You have no idea. Blah, blah, blah. Well, fuck all of you in the butt. 
Alright, okay. so anyways, I didn't have it in the notebook. I had it in my head. <laughs> we, it's not as... we do want Patrick's feedback here on something that Stu has, the all-time Gophers basketball yeah, name team. Right right oh, I like right. this. All-name I think, team. Yep, I, got the all I have two guys in my head. Yeah, I got yeah. one off the yeah, top of yeah, that. I think yeah. we all have the yeah. same yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I set, yeah, I set a five-man starting lineup. Is it by position or is it just five? It's just five. Okay, oh. so it, it's all. It's pretty much all centers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, there are a number of centers that belong on this list. Oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll read off the twelve honorable mention names. Okay, um, who's going to bring the ball at the floor? Well, obviously the honorable mention man, um, Jose Crittenden. Obviously, yep. oh, he's up there. Jose. Yep. Uh, next, the Pride Where of Wilmer High School. Uh, Pride of Wilmer, Paul Vandenindy. Wow, I remember when I watched him play in high school. Uh, former Harlem Globetrotter Osborne Lockhart. <laughs> um, my personal favorite one that I did not remember until I looked it up was Kenny Pringles. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, uh, God given name is Kenny Pringles. When did he play? I don't know if he's from the Pringles family, <laughs> heir to the Pringles fortune. Um, but Instead I, of the St. Paul Pringles? That was that like, that, I will be that, someday. It was like 75, 76, one of Dutcher squads. Okay. Uh, they, was that um, him on the cover of the Pringles can with the mustache <laughs> and the hair? It's possible. That, that's that. Um, he twirl it before his free throws. That was sort of his routine. <laughs> it's good to have routines. And Kenny Pringles is a good porn name. That's yep. also that's probably the best. He's running the business yeah, now. Very descriptive. Um, yeah. Uh, part of the Muslim scandal years, we got Corky Taylor. Oh, yeah. You got to put a Corky in. Um, Corky Taylor. When was that Corky from? T- that would have been from seventy-one. He'd be the guy that need Luke Woody in the yeah. nuts. Yeah, I believe so. Yes, and started so, a brawl. Started the big brawl. Um, is this still honorable mention? Yeah. Still, oh yeah, we got we got some time. Good list. Now to give mention. My personal favorite obscure one was a, a Pear Tetzlaff. P-E-R Tetzlaff. What you call me? Pear? P-E-R Tetzlaff. Who is, who or what is Pear Tetzlaff? Oh, God, he was a... Um, uh, Swedish exchange uh, student. Yeah, he was one of those exchange guys. I think that was seventy nine eighty. I think he played in Lederhosen. Yes, it's very possible. <laughs> that was always so. a big deal at Ordenville. If they exchanged you, you could play basketball that year. In Lederhosen. In Lederhosen. They mostly in Lederhosen. Yeah. Take off awesome. the clogs, parents. It's hard to dunk in the clogs. <laughs> With the big blowhorn. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Junior Graves. Oh. Because his name was Junior and his last name was Graves. Yep. Um, and what do you name his kid? Uh, open. No, Junior Graves Jr. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well done. Um, Obviously. Most recent vintage one, Maverick Aha Misi. Uh, yep. Because, yeah. I mean, his name sure. is Maverick. For God's and <laughs> state, PA announcer Dick Jankowski never pronounced that name the same way twice. No, 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 no. He would say Maverick, and then he would just get sad. You could hear the sadness in his voice, and he said, Aha <laughs> That's my Dick Jankowski. Remind me to get back to the Jankowski. Yeah. You right. prig. Uh, <laughs> Gary Korkowski, because mm-hmm. Korkowski. Um, Dusty Reichart. Because oh. his name was Dusty, Dexter Pride, Dexter Pride, Dexter Pride, Dexter Pride is the name Pride. of a police officer Dexter in a very Pride. bad cop movie. Yeah, <laughs> in the heat of the night with yeah. Dexter Pride. Yeah. Dexter Pride, you answer. <laughs> he's a hot, he's a hot-headed recruit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he, was, he was paired with this guy who is the salty veteran, E. Scott Hebditch. Wait a minute. That has to be from like 1968. It's from, that's as far back as I went. Yeah. That was, uh, for, I think, from Kundla's. There was uh, somebody who was there. E. Wow. Scott? E. Scott Hebditch. H-E-B Ditch. E. Scott. This is the late guy Hebditch. This is when they would like smoke while playing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just that's try to flick your butt outside the court. First, I got all of his ideas. <laughs> okay, you're starting five. 
Ernest Zigamazaba. Yeah, yeah, I think we all knew that one was yeah. coming. He could go on I'm and mentally picture all these guys running out yep. on the court <laughs> yeah. as you do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you included, but he was born and raised in Mound, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. If you oh, not, the not, final not, countdown. I, I can't remember. He's from I know Bur- he's from Mound. He's from Burundi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jim Chicken Jansk. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, you knew the one. I was there. That was the point was, guy. Those are the two in my head right yep. there. And it's uh, all the lights are off. The spotlight is on them. Yep, they're running yeah. out. And the, yep. the last three, you're going to have to think of the old Gopher PA announcer Julie Pearl announcing these because he was so good at announcing these names. Zebedee Howell. Yep. I had that written in my notebook. Somebody <laughs> Howell. Yes, and he was going to be in the, the top. Yes. His teammate, Cookie Holmes. Cookie. <laughs> oh, he was the best. <laughs> and then the, the, the piece of resistance. I'll say it like Julie Pearlt if I can. <clears throat> Steve Lingenfelter. <laughs> 1977. So you're saying that Mark Olberding doesn't count? Well, no Mark Olberding. Olberding I... Uh, no Russ Archambault. I was torn on oh. Archambault, and I was torn on Olberding, but well, this was getting too long. After Sharkman's Archambault story, was that, did yeah. you tell you that one on your, yes. on your podcast? I, I think yeah. he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't include him in any yeah, all. It's a family podcast, except for when Clarence talks ever. So, so. <laughs> but like yeah. Never. So anyway, that was my all. It's my all oh, name. Oh, that's name. very. That's good. an excellent I, all I, name. I think team. that's as much work as I've done on this podcast. Ever, so <laughs> I apologize. I concur. For that, <laughs> Stu's contribution so far has been driving down a bunch of times and mm-hmm. compiling that list, mm-hmm. and the thirty-five <laughs> minute discussion about rumors last week. Oh excellent. God, that was brilliant, guys. Oh, thank you. Appreciate we got that. a number of tweets brilliant. from people who went and listened to the rumors album just because yep. of that. Oh. Uh, our guy Josh actually pulled out the LP and listened to it at work the next day. Yep, it's a great album. I mean. Have to do we that covered that already. Yeah. Timberwolves win that. I think the Timberwolves are going to yeah. win tonight. They hung on. They, they, they won. Hung on? They beat Portland. They were down to five. They got down to five. Holy shit! Well, it was down to five with like forty seconds left, so it wasn't uh, like hugely dramatic, but it was still yeah. eh, a little too close for yeah, Damian Lillard was making everything in the fourth quarter. He's he's yeah. really good at the basketball. Yeah. Oh, who did we pick in front of him? Probably somebody. Uh, everybody. Uh, yeah. Duty Eb. I can't remember. Oh. I can't remember where really the it is. All right. I don't <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. They let's, won. So let's talk great. about a happier topic here. Since Patrick's from New Ulm, yes, which is right. the best festival? Oktoberfest, Bachfest, or Bavarian Blast? Well, let me get a beer first. All right. Tell me about it. That's probably the best way of going about this. Because have, have any of you guys been to New Ulm for any of these festivals? I've, I have not yeah, been to Bob goes every year. Your aunt goes every year? My mom goes down to Oktoberfest with her friends every year. Yeah. Is that the crazy one? I think it is. Okay. They get a, a trailer, actually, a camper, and they camp down there. She's At almost Landry 70. State Park? Yes, actually, yeah. yeah. Good for her. Cool, yeah. Mom. Flanders yep. is awesome. All right. Um, All right, so let's break this down. Oktoberfest versus Bachfest versus Bavarian Blast. Pros and cons of each. I'd say Oktoberfest is probably number three, just because it's, at least when I was younger, I'm not sure, I haven't been back there for it in a while, but it was always limited to the Holiday Inn. Because the Holiday Inn has a uh, it has a Bavarian yes, decor. It yes, it does. <coughs> and, a, mm-hmm. and back in the day, they had a pretty good German restaurant in there. I've heard the standards have slipped a little. Sorry, no Holiday Inn people, if you're listening. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Proxy. Oh, guys are dead. What did he say? What? There's he no said, such thing as good German food. That's no, you don't get oh, it. You know, you, you don't get it. Where is the mute button? You are after idiot. your Thanksgiving rant on Thanksgiving food. You, you're done. Yeah. You don't get an opinion on food. You can eat like one bratwurst a week, and then you're sick of them. 
That's just well, untrue. That's, right? that's demonstrably uh, untrue. Yeah. I've been to, to Munich. You. It was. I've been to Munich, and it was brutal. After two meals, we had to go find oh. all the Italian restaurants. Oh, and real German food. So yes, you're right. I, I'm I'm 100% in Brandon's corner from this one. I've been to Germany as well once, and I hated oh. the food there. It was disgusting. Oh, but American versions of German food, pretty good, pretty tasty. Yeah, no, that's fine. But, like, the plate that would sit down in front of you Everything was, like, was white, five right? pounds. It was just, right. yeah, it was kraut. That sounds awesome. And fucking potatoes and yeah. heavy-ass white oh, bread. That sounds delicious. Which What's, I love Spetzel, but then they always drown it in white gravy and land Jaeger. Oh. And Jager, usually the and yeah, and the sausages the sausages were always white and undercooked. I thought <laughs> that sounds good to me. I would like that. Although I did enjoy German breakfast because it was usually like big soft pretzels and oh. cheese oh. and hunks of I summer mean, sausage. God, oh my God. God. yeah, That's and so beer. I had beer, of course. Beer. So that yeah. was pretty good. I think I would like Germany. Yeah. I, well, Everything you until, just described sounded good to me. Yeah, at about, 10, at about cool. 6 o'clock at night, just switch over to beer and you're fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, Oktoberfest October but... was a little tame because it was usually, as far as I knew, confined to the Holiday Inn. So, mm-hmm. you know, really? you'd hang out at the bar there or the restaurant there. Or they'd set stuff up by the pool. And, you know, there was always the chance that someone might get drunk and fall in the pool. So that kind of heightened the... Uh, you know the stress levels a little bit, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, number two, it had to be Bachfest. It's cold as hell, so yeah, when is Bachfest? I've been to Bachfest it's in February, uh, early February. Yeah, yeah. And what they do is they hide these wooden things that they call box, which are just like little wooden plaques out in the forests behind the brewery. And then they bring everybody in the next day at, you know, at like 10 a.m. and they get tapped some kegs and get some people singing and having some fun. And they say, all right, go find the box. And everyone who get, finds a box gets, I don't know, a shell jacket or something. <laughs> so it's cool. I didn't know that was a part of it. We were just drinking. Yeah, at right. You, you don't have to be a hunter in order to enjoy it. It's kind of like the St. Paul Winter Carnival. You, know, you don't have to mm-hmm. get the medal yep. just to enjoy the carnival. So it's you know it's fun, but it can be awfully brutally cold. So um, I'm usually not oh, a fan. It was a nightmare. Of, yeah, I'm not a fan of standing around ten hours outdoors, uh, even if there is beer involved in February. So that would be number two. Number one, Bavarian Blast. Um, this goes into a little bit of history here. I'll try not to drag it out too much, but New Alm. No, go ahead and drag it out, man. The, <laughs> that's why we have a podcast. It's not that's like, true. All right, so in the 50s. It's not like the sports fist comes on at 6 o'clock and we got to be done sports fist. <laughs> so in the, in the 50s, New Alm had this thing called Polka Days. It was festival downtown. And they would have a parade that would go through downtown, and the polka bands are playing, and the beer would be out every night. I don't know if it was like two or three nights. And eventually, local merchants put up a bit of a stink, apparently, because they didn't really like the idea of coming to work the next morning and having vomit all over their windows and having broken bottles and things in front of their own urine. Not that, you know, any good Germans would do any of those things, but apparently it happened. So they shut down Polka Days in, in the early 70s and moved it out to the fairgrounds and renamed it Heritage Fest. Mm-hmm. Heritage Fest was epic that yes, was, yes, it was heritage fest was absolutely epic <laughs> it was uh it was the the place to be in uh, in all of minnesota i'd say in the third weekend of july every year mm-hmm. um it was it was basically for new Alm people it was a uh, mini class reunion and an all-class reunion because mm-hmm. everyone would come home for heritage fest if you didn't live in town um so you'd be home they'd tap the first keg on wednesday night and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day. The fairgrounds were open. Every tent had different 
bands they did mostly polka bands but they did some rock bands too like a little you know like a johnny holm kind of <laughs> traveling fun shaw shaw yeah Literary. exactly oh yeah I, I'm so there's a little bit of that shaw at heritage fest too <laughs> i have not seen shaw at heritage fest <laughs> so they would have lots of and it was fun there especially in the daytime hours there's lots of fun stuff for kids then you know things started getting a little blue as the <laughs> night went on and you'd send the kiddies home and uh, you might see any number of uh, our town fathers, uh, you know, throwing up behind a urinal or <laughs> behind a porta potty. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. So anytime you can get the mayor throwing up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I ever saw the mayor, but I did see a boss's boss once. That was uh, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But eventually, of course, greed ruined heritage trust like greed ruins all things. They decided, well, if one weekend is good, two weekends will be even better. So they split it up. Instead of Thursday through Sunday, they decided to make it Friday through Sunday and then the next Friday through Sunday. Uh, I just can't leave it alone. No, no. they can't. Because, you know, and what happened was people didn't remember, you know, you have to you didn't know what weekend are your friends were going to come home for, so the tenants dropped. They um, they also had gotten into this kind of a pissing match with who could bring the best bands in. So the organizers would be pulling in these bands from Switzerland and Austria and you know, flying them over, and then they'd pay for their expenses to stay for the four days when they weren't even playing the Oompa music, mm-hmm. so they could stick around for the second weekend. And it just it got to be way too expensive, so they pulled the plug on Heritage Fest about. Mm, 10 years ago, I want to say. So that left a gaping hole in the New Ulm social calendar. As it and the, by the very next year, they had people starting up Bavarian Blast. And they said, let's do it downtown. And we'll, uh, we'll there's this old ballroom, George's Ballroom down there, that they, <laughs> decided, they decided to uh, rent out and renovate and have it there. And I think it kind of spilled out into the streets. There are, a lot of, there are probably a lot more bars down there on uh, Minnesota Street in New Ulm than maybe there were back in the day. They all got involved, and before you know it, Someone had the brilliant idea of let's move it out to the fairgrounds. <laughs> so now the Bavarian Blast is at the fairgrounds, and it's one weekend. It's the third weekend in July, and it's Everyone. just Heritage Fest with a different name. Nice. And uh, as soon as they move it to two weekends, it'll die again. Yep. But for now, you know they're they're just repeating history here, and so they're called Bavarian Blast, and it's it's a great time. So Bavarian Blast numero uno. I like how this story had a happy ending. Yeah, me too. Yes. Although I, I did know that I had an inkling. The Heritage Fest was going, uh, was, you know, facing choppy waters when the last time I was there, they had sauerkraut wrestling. Mm. Oh. Swear to God, sauerkraut wrestling. Like, gross. you're that really, so gross. You're, well, it's saying that it's the grossness, it's just we're trying to appeal to the lowest common out yeah. here. Come on, class it up a little bit. I want to be able to see my boss's boss vomit outside the beer tent, not <laughs> people swirl, you know, swimming around in, <laughs> yeah. in piles of uh, sauerkraut, fermented yeah. cabbage. That's gross. <laughs> Plus, you know that they took that cabbage and then right, took it right to the concession stand. Pretty much, yeah. I'm sure yeah. that crowd put it on bratwurst, and Brandon ate one. Then he got turned off a of German food again. Yeah, so Gross. true. Do you like sauerkraut? I knew I Brandon? tasted sweat. No, <laughs> no, right? I mean, that's not a thing that people like, right? Yeah, it is. I love sauerkraut. It's one I, of my favorite. Foods. I do not. I do not have a t- flavor. My my wife loves it. I mm-hmm. I just I can't. I like your wife and don't agree with anything. No, well, you yeah, say. she's much better than me at 
everything. <laughs> See, now, I hated it growing up, and here's why. It's the smell. Because they, well, that was part of it, but they served it to us in school because it's New Ulm, <laughs> of course. New Ulm so, is a good town. So they would make, well, except they would make, you know, they would make industrial sauerkraut just like, you know, you can screw up anything in a school cafeteria. So that's what I thought sauerkraut was. It was this lumpy brown, it looked like applesauce, and it smelled like... More testicles! Smelled Bad like Bigfoot's dick. And just no good. So I thought that was sauerkraut. So I literally wouldn't eat sauerkraut until I was about 25. And then my wife likes it, and so she's like, you should try some. I think you'd like it. And I tasted it a little bit very tentatively. I'm like... Huh, this isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep, man. Yep. man, it's over. Yeah, yeah it's been over since then. Clarence, do you like sauerkraut? I am 100% German, and I oh, hate baby. sauerkraut. Oh, All right. Oh, there you don't go. like it. It's, it's, it's the smoker of the year. It's the yeah. smell. So it's really just me and Donnelly that love sauerkraut. Those here. of us drinking and shells yeah. are... Uh, yep. are and those of us who have crossed the border and are drinking spotted cow right now. no kidding. Yeah, we watched... Family friend, we watched our kid for the weekend so they could go to the Packer game, and uh, oh. they paid us back with uh, spotted cow. Well, that's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah. You have family good. friends yeah, that went sure. to a Packer game? Yeah, they're the, Packer fans. Uh, the wife is, the husband is not, but she's from like Eau Claire, so that doesn't matter. That I doesn't know. matter. Minneapolis is closer to Eau Claire than I'm aware. I'm, I, I know. Jeez, that's, 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 that's my least favorite order. thing about Packer fans, I think, and there are a lot of them. Well, there's many things to dislike about yeah, them. They're awful, awful people. My driver's are. license says W.I., so I'm a Packer fan. Doesn't matter if you live in Hudson or Eau Claire yeah. or Superior. <laughs> Idiots. All your TV stations are from Minnesota, you jerks. I almost got into a pissing match on Twitter the other night with uh, Lakefront Brewery in, in uh, Milwaukee because I, I was drinking some of their holiday spiced ale, which, mm-hmm. Clarence, you dig because it's about an 8.8. Or maybe it's, it might even be a little higher. And uh, I think I tweeted, uh, you know, I hate to, as much as I hate to give credit to anything from Wisconsin, this lakefront uh, holiday spice lo- ale is pretty damn good. And they responded to me and said, um, thanks? And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, you cunts. <laughs> Goddamn Wisconsin cunts. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good to get the swear words? It does, God. You know what, I'm going on 1500 on Friday. Doogie and I are going to be doing, uh, I'm doing a segment with I'm a Doogie. Doogie guy. I like Doogie. Doogie's is great. Doogie's is great. Yeah. So I'm doing a segment like Doogie. with Doogie at 6 o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock hour on Friday before they go for a game. And I got to get all my shits, fucks, and cunts out right now. Work <laughs> <laughs> them out. I could Work be in trouble. Yeah. See, yeah. The problem is, you could get into a groove, and then it's just going to slip out. That's true. Yeah. I know. That's Don't true. get too used to it. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult. I, I'm amazed, you know, talk about hashtag access. I am amazed at how those guys who I see, you know, we hear on the radio and stuff, when I see them in person, what filthy mouths they have and how they can turn it <laughs> off and turn it on. Ricey. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Ricey, Ricey is, is the worst. A just yeah. a potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. That's an art form. I guarantee if I was on the radio, I would swear within the first 30 oh, yeah. seconds. Yeah. Sid perfected. He was the originator. I mean, Sid's got the foulest mouth of any 96-year-old I've ever seen. <laughs> and yet, you know, and... Um, when he's on the air, he doesn't swear because he can't hear anything. So he's like, That's true. Huh? 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 Huh?
What do you do for a living, Dudley? Oh, what do you do for a living, sir? Was always my favorite Sid comeback. <laughs> that was the best retort. <laughs> I wish somebody would just burn for me ten years worth of the TK show with Sid and Dave oh, at nine thirty to ten a.m. That was absolute radio <laughs> gold. Because TK Dave could, Mona. Dave Mona. He's got to be sainted. I mean, he's got. How the hell did he put up with that for that for this long? It's uh, a miracle. Yeah, I don't know. Sid knows where the skeletons are. You know, he knows where the bodies are buried. I guess yeah. it's got to be it. But TK could barely disguise his absolute disdain for every caller, <laughs> and it would just seep through. And you know, they someone would you know Ivor from Esco would call in and want to talk to him about a play where you know. Where uh, Midre Cummings didn't go from first to third on a single, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Okay, so uh, what was the score? Uh, what was the inning? Uh, okay, what was the count on the batter? Uh, was the pitcher right-handed or left-handed? Uh, was the right fielder right-handed or left-handed? Uh, okay, so as I'm sure you know, it was always that I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know, Mr. Cummings." goes from first to third at a 31% rate against right-handed left fielders and left-handed right fielders. And just absolutely hated every one of the callers. And, oh, it was the best radio ever. He's usually calling in from, like, yep. the dog track. And yep, absolutely. <laughs> like, he did a bell going around in the background. He's trying to read the racing for him, and he's yep. just, you know, you hear he's the, on autopilot. The laurels and Moshad, you can hear it in the background. <laughs> Although, at least he'd be on the phone. Mason would be on speakerphone half the time when he would do his call-in show. You could hear Mason in his office. He'd be, like, rattling papers and hear the pen and stuff in the background. Like, hey, Glenn, uh, you got a question from, uh, you know, Jim in Rochester. Okay, what's the question? Mason. And now he's a media darling. That is one of the most amazing transformations I've ever seen. Glenn Mason, media darling. My dead hair. Was Barrero he just a loves prick? It. They get along just famously. Him yes. and Barrero and they get hate along, each other, and I, it's a miracle. Barrero yeah. was like that. Yep. Barrero was the uh, you know he was like the complete, uh, perfect, the epitome of the type of media guy that Mason hated when he was coaching. And now they're yep. chummy, chummy. All right. The other thing that I want to do is we wanted to talk about. Name our least favorite German person oh, yeah. that's not a Nazi. So all Nazis are off board. We all know everybody hates Hitler and and everybody else involved with the Nazi National, movement. But National Socialism. Is yep, National Socialism. Yeah. So our least favorite German person, not of that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Mine's gonna be soccer related, which Clarence is going to be angry about because it's oh, not. It's not who he's thinking of. Fire Klinsmann. No, it's not Jurgen Klinsmann. It is. There's a guy named Torsten Frings who cheated when the U.S. played him oh, in sure. 11 years ago. Okay, yeah. He's my Torsten least favorite Frings. German person, non-Adolf Hitler division. Dana Wessel, if you're out there, you know Is exactly what I'm talking about. Slice the Lone movie or whatever? Yep, that, that was absolutely that was it. The guy who said diplomatic immunity was from, like, uh, South Africa. South Africa. That was Lethal Weapon 2. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah, that was, that, that was, that was it's just been two. revoked. That's yes, right. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, All right. Let's go, Clarence. Who's your least favorite German person, non-Nazi division? Oh, I didn't think about this very much. I, you know, we don't get real religious or philosophical on this podcast. I, I'd want to say, which is a shame. Freddie, Freddie Nietzsche, Nietzsche, Nietzsche. That's part of the reason why I Nietzsche. hate him so much. Nietzsche, Nietzsche, Nietzsche. 
you know, first of all, you can't pronounce, nobody knows how to pronounce Friedrich Nietzsche. But, uh, by the way, this is, uh, this is Clarence covering up for his classics class that he's got finals week. Atheism, <laughs> down at St. Olaf. Philosophy major. Nietzsche's thoughts on atheism and teacher. God is dead and all that baloney. It's such horse shit that everybody just laughs it up and blah, blah, blah. To fucking, <laughs> what a goofball. So, uh, <laughs> because we don't get too political or, or religious on this, I probably am going to go with Colonel Clink. <laughs> uh, damn it! I was gonna go Hogan's Heroes too. I got uh, to look it up. on my phone right now. Said, no Did you Nazis. get my letters? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what goal for playing. Just what a jerk. All right, Brandon. Um, I went to when I was dating my wife. Uh, her family always went down to Bachfest for years. Um, so I joined her one of the first years. Uh, or it was probably five years ago now. I uh, joined her for Bachfest, and um, my bro- one of my brothers-in-law. There was um, three others there, so there's four dudes. Um, it's from Hanska, which is next to New Orleans. Oh, damn right! Who's that? Yeah, his name's it's the Helling family. Oh yeah, yep. I know him well. Even I okay. know that one. Not Rick Helling. He is from North Dakota. No, <laughs> no, not Rick Helling. All right, let's not talk off here. He's from Shanley. Let's continue this off here. Anyway. So my uh, brother-in-law, um, his name's Garrett, um, was Garrett warning Allen. us. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh, uh, warning world. us the entire time. Hey, Brandon, what's up? Uh, what? Gar- Garrett's sister cut my hair today. <laughs> <laughs> Swear yeah. to God, yeah, yeah. I went to high school with his uh, older sister, and uh, she cut my hair today. She's a <laughs> stylist in in uh, St. Paul. We are such rubes. This state is just one yeah. big ass small town. It is. It is. Holy crap! Cornfield. Ah. By the way, for anybody who's listening to this podcast, who's from Minneapolis or in St. Paul, that really doesn't under- understand how outstate works, this we is apologize. how it works. Yeah, this is exactly. This is how it everything works. we ever do. <laughs> yep. 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 <clears throat> pretty much. So, so who did you meet? Uh, down, who did you meet down there that you disliked? Well, we're so when we were on our way to Bachfest, Garrett was warning us because he's from Hanska. He said, "Stay away from anybody from New Ulm. They're bad news. Stay away from them. <laughs> They'll fuck you up, man. They're they're tough guys." Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. we went to Bachfest and started drinking. Obviously, at 10 a.m. and um, because it's cold, you drink twice as fast. And we were absolutely annihilated mm-hmm. by whenever it ended 6 p.m. Which explains then, a lot of Packers games at Lambeau. Yeah, yeah, it does. A lot of Wisconsin in general. Um, and then. From Bachfest, there was the some sort of ballroom bar party, what something, um, at a at a huge bar, and Johnny Holmband was playing. So I went there, um, and late at night, I left my now family, but at that point, whatever, um, and went to go get a beer, and I went to go watch the band for a while, and I came back like a half an hour later, and my two older brothers-in-law um, were bleeding. Uh, one had like a busted up nose, the other one his forehead or something or other. Uh, so it turns out they had gotten in, they'd gotten into some discussion with these new Ulm kids and my brothers-in-law, the two older ones were like 45 and 47 at the time. They're older dudes. And these new Ulm guys just, just pounded the shit out of them. They just beat, they just beat them up with in the, inside his bar. These two old guys. Goddamn right. So, we don't need a reason. <laughs> you don't bring and that weird shit. The whole time. No when I went back and found the group, was like, see, I told you guys. I told you not to talk <laughs> to these fucking New Ulm guys. They're bad news. So my my most hated uh, 
um, Germans are those two guys that beat up my brothers-in-law. There, that's not very nice. I would send a letter to the New Alm Journal, and I'm sure that they would print the letter, and the people would read it and feel great shame. Sure, yeah, yeah. But all of his, uh, all of his beliefs about the the big city New Alm people were uh, were upheld that day. God. Sad time. That's crazy. Right, Patrick? But Johnny Holm was there, so, you know, it all worked out okay for everybody. Yeah. He was still furiously researching yep. evil yeah. Germans. I can't use Colonel Hofstetter <laughs> anymore. I had to... I you had sure to, you can? No, that's okay. I had to uh, I had to do some research on this one because being half German, you know, I'm inclined to either like all Germans who aren't Nazis or at least feel, you know... Some sort of brotherhood. Some sort of brotherhood, yes. So... I had to do some research, but I Which found Which is the one. kind of thing that leads to Poland getting invaded. This guy, yes, that is true. This guy's name is Frank Farian. He was born Franz Reuther on 18 July 1941 in Kim, Germany. And he is a German record producer, best known for being the mastermind behind the group Millie Vanilli. God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Was a, a creation. That is a I good one. German the Germans producer. were to blame for that band. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Wow. Well, Millie was uh, Millie was French, I believe, but Vanilli, God rest his soul, um, was half German, half American, as I discovered in my uh, research today. I'd forgotten he died actually. Huh. Yeah. yeah, it was suicide, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, they, I think it was. According to Wikipedia, it was unconfirmed. Oh, <laughs> oh. drama. Really? Suspected. I oh, think, let's yeah. open that case open. Yeah. Let's open it open, yeah. Let's open it open. Let's open, open that thing open. <laughs> open and shut. There's only one way to open things, fellas. And that is open. So All right. That's mine. Stu? Uh, let's see. I've had to punt on my original one, which was Colonel Hofstetter, because he's just a jackass on Hogan's Heroes. Uh, yeah. So we're going to go with a Johan Pachelbel, <laughs> because Pachelbel's canon is a goddamn joke. Mm-hmm. And just, Why is Pachelbel's canon a canon joke? Indeed? It's canon indeed? Canon indeed? It sucks! I'm tired what? of it! It's garbage. Bell's Cannon and D Blues Traveler. That song Hook. That <laughs> piece of shit shit song Hook. Yeah, but you can't blame Pachelbel for that. Popper, <laughs> a shitty harmonica and a shitty vest. You really hate it. That's enough. We're tired of your shit, Pachelbel. Huh. Total asshole. Pop Sorry, I just about. made that rant up off the top of my head. I, I did not I don't see even that think coming. I, I don't know that I mean it. Oh, I don't like Blues Traveler. They're they're just awful. Everything about Blues Traveler is wrong. And people One of the worst. Them. Yep, they're the top worst. five worst bands ever. Oh, I yeah, think the, I hate oh. jam bands. So that's neither here nor there. The next time we go through an entire album, it should be one that everybody hates. Okay. Okay. All right, Possibly a Blues Traveler album. Yeah. Oh boy! So we have fish? to hate it and also know it enough to speak about it. Yeah, well, we're going to all have to listen to it and then pick our our least favorite songs off of it. We need to do a sport of uh, quiz. Who's lost more weight, John Popper or Mo Walker? I think John Popper has. <laughs> yeah, I think He's lost a whole John Popper, I think. Yeah, he had, uh, I think <laughs> yeah, he had John Popper is bypass gone. surgery, whereas yeah, Mo yeah, Walker just did it through old-fashioned hard work. Yeah. And not eating three pizzas a night. Yeah. I don't like the spin doctors either. Yeah, well, that's spin doctors. Princess yeah. people, you. you. Just that's go ahead said now. Oh, oh God. Uh. And a new baby. Just go ahead. Okay, but they only really had one album worth of things to hate, and then they sort of faded away, didn't they? 
Yeah, just like Blues Traveler. Uh, yeah, Goo Goo Dolls the, stayed around for a that's, while. That's I was going to go with them and uh, the Gin Blossoms. Is that another band? Were they a thing? Yeah. They were. Definitely. Yeah, but I love Hey Jealousy. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the mat for found out about you. I. And they're friends with my my brother in real life. So I can't, oh, well, jeez, I'm sorry. I, that's okay. No, they, they, I know whose coffee table would you stand Hanscom? on and say how much you love oh, it? <laughs> I'm glad you saw that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I stole that from Steve Earl. The oh, really? Song. Yeah. What would you steal from him? I, I was... Uh, making fun of hair metal bands on Twitter last night. And uh, Steve Earle has his quote um, about the great, great Towns Van Zandt. Oh, yeah. And he says he thinks he's the best songwriter who ever lived, and he said he would stand on Bob Dylan's coffee table in his cowboy boots and say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I would just... Uh, that is a great... And uh, I was, I think, making fun of the hair metal band Trickster. And I think I said I would stand on uh, Ricky Rackman's uh, coffee table in platform boots and say the same thing. That Trickster sucks donkey dicks. That's just... They're the worst. Yeah. I believe they had Give It To Me Good was the name of their song, or is that Firehouse? Oh. No. Yeah, they're just, yeah. The, boy, we, were, we went pretty far afield there. I apologize for just talking about dumb Germans. Are you kidding me? This is the best. Yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of go there, going further afield, this is a terrible segue. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit of the twins, because I'm pretty pissed off about this Mike Pelfrey signing. Which I wow. think is terrible. Okay. So much so that I've now got a bet going with our good friend Michael Rand about whether Pelfrey will suck it next year or not. And I want, I'm want i going to tell you guys the bet, and I want you to tell me whether I'm going to win or whether I'm going to lose. So here's the bet. If Pelfrey throws 180 innings next year and beats the average, for the average American League starter in any of the following five categories, ERA... Clarence is Hold on. Clarence this has been interrupted by. Oh wait, he's talking to his wife. Oh. No, he said no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard Al. In I there. heard Al. Al's a dog, and Al is the dog. Al's a hell of a dog, by the way. This is podcast gold right now as we listen to see how. Well, it's usually my dog who's interrupting the. Yeah, podcast. we usually hear from Sophie, but seldom from Al. Anyway, any of the following five categories: ERA, strikeout to walk ratio, OPS against. Uh, X FIP and one other one I'm not thinking of right now. OPS against is that? Did you yes. say that? K to walk. Wins. Yeah, with now wins. No win. Wow. All you really are fairly sabermetric. But is there any chance I don't win that bet? Yes. yes. No. There's yeah, no chance. chance. 
Yes, because you yeah, never win. Number one, <laughs> you never win in it. You've just done. You've just done every Twins. Remember, win a remember, huge you left. You left, you left the athletic department, and the Gophers had the best run of football they've had in thirty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Jerry Kills that a weight had been lifted off his shoulders. <laughs> So now that's, we know why. The, the Mark curse is the only thing working against <laughs> the you. The secret of Patino has been revealed. So yeah. what the secret here is that yep. I just have to reverse curse exactly. everyone, I, I starting with Mike Pelfrey. You may have done Mike Pelfrey a huge favor by being down on him. Okay, here's the thing. Number one, there's no way Mike Pelfrey's going to throw 180 innings this year because he's not good enough to stay in the rotation all year. He's going to get Van He Tour. stayed in last year. He did, but... <laughs> it wasn't the same. Have, they didn't. They didn't have as many have other mediocre it. pitchers. But it's and the second year off Tommy John. Come that on. doesn't matter. Because yeah. here's they the thing about Mike Pelfrey. For two years, John, they're gonna throw him out. That I've they heard. Need to. I've heard that argument several times. This is the second year off Tommy John. But Mike yeah. Pelfrey was not that good before Tommy John. This is true. So what? What mediocre performance that he had in New York? Are you basing your optimism on? I just don't understand this. He was good for two seasons. No, he Define was, good. What do you, when you say good, what do you actually mean? 180? Did he pitch 180 innings? In the National Yeah, he did pitch 180 innings. Well, there we go. Time. But in the National League, it's all that's, come together. You, you transfer that to the American League, it's like having a 4.9 ERA. Because the National League is like a triple-A league. Yeah, but he can pitch mornings in the American League because they don't have to pinch hit for him when he's working on a gem in the eighth inning. <laughs> He'll get to and when will that be? When exactly will Mike Belfry be It'll working be on one day, and probably game. June, yeah. June-ish, June thirty first. Be in like an interleague game against the Marlins or something. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, I thought um, you guys would be more positive about my side of the spat. I was, I was considering I, asking. I, I, I honestly got it. I don't have an opinion on Pelfrey. I mean, I think both. Uh, Other uh, than friend, that, friend it sucks, podcast, right? Both uh, Parker Hageman and Nick Nelson are fairly. Positive on yeah. them, aren't they? Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I respect both of their. Knowledge Nick Nelson them. loves the movie Freddy Got Fingered, That's so right. and, he, and he thinks the Twins have a chance to be really good next year, or at least five hundred. So, so, so are we going to take it seriously right now? That's, that's a tough, that's a that's a that's a bridge too far for me myself. But uh, I think Parker likes them too, and Parker's you know Parker, he like gets party buses Parker's every weekend. So I mean, I, I respect that. Yeah, just so I, 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 I don't know, John. I I hope you're wrong, but. I've, I've seen how Twins pitchers have pitched the last three years, and I have a hard time, you know, saying that you're wrong. I should say that I'd be happy to be wrong. If Mike Pelfrey was really good, that would be a good thing. Oh, it yeah. would cost you at some beer. Yeah. 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 It's not like we bet $2,000 on this or anything like that. But, John, here's the problem. You don't even He doesn't need to be really good to win this bet. He just no. has to be okay. Yeah, exactly. And I still am feeling very confident about that. I think I think you're right, but I don't I don't know. I mean, for one thing, it's just such a crapshoot in general, and Pelfrey even more so. He goes from good to bad almost every other year, or at least he did with the Mets. So yeah, it was a National League, but I think the point of him being good than bad is is something that's going to continue. And he was bad last year, but he wasn't five point two ERA bad necessarily. That's exactly what he was. A little tiny was. bit unlucky. A little tiny no, bit he was unlucky. He was five, unlucky. He had a five point two ERA. What you just said is a description of what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he got unlucky to have that ERA because his because he F- sucked his, and they should have let him be better. What was his babeep? His FIP was a little bit better than that. So I'm just saying he's slightly unlucky. So if he does get slightly lucky this year, who so you're saying knows? he might have a 4.8 ERA if he regresses to the mean in terms of luck. That's exactly what I'm saying. So that's he has a 4.8 ERA. He probably pitches 180 innings, right? That's, yeah, but that's half a run worse than the average for an AL starter. Okay, so but it only needs to be four, one of those five things you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, but so, he's not, if he doesn't beat ERA or XFIP, 
He's not going to get strikeout to walk because he would have to walk literally no one the entire season because he strikes out nobody and never has. But whip and OPS against whip and OPS kind of against. luck stats. Yeah, so those but, are those are two that could potentially happen. But the Twins have a terrible defense, so hits are going to fall in, and Pelfrey has always given up a ton of hits. Oh, be he bad. was among the league leaders in New York they did, they a get, bunch of they times. They did get Doman out of the outfield today, so that's, yes. a, that's a positive. Yeah, we should we, pro- we probably could mention that if anybody well, has John, any, anything John, to say about that. John, I want to ask. What happens if Pelfrey gets traded? Is the is the trade is the uh, bad void? Of it, did you? I I I would say I win because if he gets hurt, I win. So if he gets traded, why wouldn't I win? Well, because what if he's still what if gets he one of those, hits one of those total. boxes, gets 180 innings, but with the National League to be on the Twins? That would yeah, that would be an interesting a, case. I think we'd have to have a ruling from. You better write a codicil. To yeah, this I think we'd have to have a ruling from the arbitrator who you guys is never think of that shit. God. That, What's wrong with you guys? Sorry, we don't have as much ex- experience with the legal system as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's side fair. of the legal system? <laughs> you know, Clarence was Clarence has been on all sides. He's been plaintiff. He's been defendant. Judge. Yep. He's been star witness. Bailiff. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon Falls is a very different thing. Whoever shows up to the courtroom first gets to be judge that day. <laughs> John, I, I'm... 85% with you. I think he sucks and will continue to suck, and you're going to win this bet. I'm just saying those are the only two things you have to think about is whip and OPS against because they are luck-based. He, he's just a lot of liners all year. Yeah, but um, he always gives up a lot of liners because he doesn't strike anybody out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm He either walks you or you hit the ball. That's what happens when you're hitting against Mike Pelfrey. I don't know, man. It's just weird that you hate him this much. Like he's just as bad as everybody else. They're all they're all shitty. I I know they're all terrible, but he's a special brand of terrible in which he was so terrible that nobody else was bidding for Mike Pelfrey. There were no other offers on the table, and yet the Twins signed him to a multiple year deal for many millions of dollars. And I I just don't understand that. I well, underst- you are preaching the tabernacle here, man. Nobody hates that organization more than I do right now. I understand that there was probably bidding for Ricky Nolasco and for Phil Hughes, and you're going to have to pay those guys to get them on your team, and it's impressive to add them to talent. the organization. Who else was going to sign Mike Pelfrey to a multiple-year contract? Nobody. Nobody in the entire league was going to do that. Every, and if they did, team has six of them. Yeah, they were. If they did, they were going to be sign him to a two-year contract for three million dollars total, or something like that. The kind of contract that you can just give up on the the Mike Lamb Memorial contract, something like that, something along those lines. So why why Archie. would you commit to paying Mike Pelfrey in 2015? What possible reason could there be to do that? The same because reason they just committed hoping. to paying Kevin Curry in 2014. Exactly. It's the same thinking. They and have the money. I mean, that's... Yeah. They have the so money, that's but... The thing. When it comes to the money, I don't shed a tear no. for mo- you oh, know, no. money that they commit because it's all paper money. Cause it's all coming out of the pods while... I'm absolutely... I'm a- I should be clear that I'm absolutely not saying that this costs too much money because I fear for Jim Poland. No, I know. I know. It's stupid baseball. I see what you're saying. But it's not like there's a salary cap and it's going to... And it's costing them a chance to sign other people. No, but no, but they're going to play him because they signed him. That's yeah, what's yeah, I'm with you. I, I hear you. But if you're going to spend money, why not sign someone decent? Good. Who's out there Ooh. that you would have signed? That's that's. I mean, for two you, years, if you're going to throw eleven remember, million dollars at somebody, why not throw eleven million extra at Matt Garza? And then you also for don't have years. to have Mike Pelfrey on your team because then you got to wrap Garza up for four years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's also about years. I, the money I don't care about either. It's but the it's the years that you. 
that you got to that you got to. So, if you're so concerned about the years, how about keeping Andrew Elbers in the rotation? You can you can cut him at any yep. time. Yep. How many more wins? Two hundred. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. No, you said seventy. <laughs> that was your over under. Was seventy, and he has what two? No, it wasn't. It was sixty. It was, I no, it, was it wasn't a 12 sixty. Game winner for five years. It was seventy for sure. I'm positive it was a 12-game winner for five years. Okay, we'll have to get Wade. Wade has listened to every episode of yep. this podcast twice. Podcast so. historian and presenting sponsor, Wade. Well, he'll well come back and tell us exactly what you said, but I'm pretty sure you may have said 170 for that matter. No, I said no. Um, anyway. No, I don't understand it either. I know why they signed him, because they saw that he had a decent second half. Well, and just, just hope. That's all it is. There's That's, no strategy behind it. Oh, just hoping. faith. Just faith. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. And it's... I realize that there's some ceiling to Mike Pelfrey, that, oh, he could be good. But why are they paying for something that never happened before, ever? It's not like he had a 2.5 ERA and struck out 12 guys for nine innings five years ago, and they're hoping he recaptures that. He's been mediocre his entire career, and then he had surgery, and he was much, much worse afterwards. Why are they hoping to get back to mediocre? That's his ceiling. Have you ever seen Captain America? Um, I'm gonna go with no. Okay, well, there's a scene where he like gets surgery, and then afterwards he's like this super strong dude. And he was a scrawny little runt beforehand. All right. So I think they're hoping that something happened during that surgery that turns him from dog shit to. A super soldier. A super soldier, exactly. All right, well, okay, if yeah. Mike if Mike Pelfrey saves us from Nazis, I'll say no more about this. Ah. Is that what Captain America did? Yeah, yeah. Saved us from Nazis. It was an attractive one. Yep. Yes. I, I, I think yes. it might happen. <laughs> All right. On the twin subject, we also want to mention, we want to wave goodbye to Ron Coomer, no. who is oh, leaving us dog, to man. become the... The radio announcer for the Chicago Cubs. No more Pearl Jam. No more what you get till it's gone. (laughs) So goodbye. Don't go away, man. (laughs) Goodbye and good luck, Ron Coomer. We're going to miss you. Is his friendship with Eddie Vedder one of the more unrealist, uh, you know, right. unusual and in, you know, inexplicable pairings? Sense. The one I time I met him, him, that is the first thing I asked. I did not ask. <laughs> I did ask. I'd ask how you know what's it like being a major league baseball player who was in an All Star game, even though you had no business being in an All Star game. I was Ted Williams. Uh, <laughs> I asked, "How in the hell do you know Eddie Vedder?" That was the first thing I asked. <laughs> did you laugh while he said it? Too? Pretty much, yeah. Because he had his shirt buttoned down to between his nipples. So was, was, that like, the, uh, yeah. was that at the concert? The uh, yeah, the Soul Asylum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was. Oh boy. Well, did he answer? Yeah, he did. He was just you know he was uh, he, I think he went to baseball camps that uh, Coomer had down in Chicago when 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 Federer was like a young pup. Or a younger pup, oh, no, even though he's old now too. I was gonna say, is Eddie Vedder that much younger than? That's the whole thing. He's not. He's not. That doesn't make any sense at all. I why is that Eddie Vedder up. at a baseball camp? Yeah, something's going on here. That I, I you tell and me now I, we'll you never know the real story. We'll never no, know the real yeah. story now because Ron is leaving us. Well, yeah. unless we all have the trek to Wrigley and. Yeah, I hate to to disparage the coom dog, but that one rings false. Something's going on. That doesn't add up. Holds better. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Pearl Jam started. But you know, what, I mean, those those baseball camps so they bring they bring in like the younger players ago, to like you know be like assistant yeah. coaches at those camps. It's not always like you know Tony will leave his camp and then they'll have like younger players there. That's true. I assume there was like a baseball camp where he was a younger 
you know, 23, 24-year-old well, guy. I, and, I went to a number of baseball camps. I didn't become, like, friends with the Well, that's because you kept hitting people with your bat. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. How many of them did this you is get outside ejected? hockey. Did you get ejected Sorry. from any of them? <laughs> no, he uh, didn't. That's, he was just no, not baseball camps. Games. Sure, yeah. sure. Camps? No. Nope. That's what I can think of. Eddie Vedder is 48. Okay, and Ron Coomer. He can't, he can't be much be older that than that. Coomer's got to be... What if, Coomer, oh, sure, what if Coomer's younger? I mean, Coomer's that, 47. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my God! What's going on? He doesn't make any sense! Maybe, doesn't add up. maybe Vetter was the counselor. And maybe, maybe, was the that's player. very possible. Yeah, maybe Vetter is... snuck into the camp and tried to pretend he was 16 and he was actually like 27 years old. Or maybe Vetter was like you know, one of those guys, like, you know, does the, you know, he's famous now, but he wants to do the baseball camp type of thing. Yeah, yeah like maybe a fantasy, 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 fantasy I bet that's what that, it was. Yeah, I bet that's right. Fantasy that's camp. That's what it was. That makes, more that makes perfect no. sense. Yeah, okay. There's nobody jollier than, than old Coom Dog, so I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah. good for People him. Seem to, he seems to be well-liked, and I mean, I'm not in the Twin Cities media community. I'm more of a Twitter jerk, so I don't really know one way or the other. But you're, seems, you're a D-lister. Don't yeah, say I, I'm, I'm not even D-lister. I think I'm like D-F+. plus. Hey, but you're on the list. I am on the list. I, I will fight for everybody. I, I will so fight for list. Wish we could be I'll on the fight for my place list. on the list, but <laughs> that's very, very low. Do Russia likes you. Russia likes me, but CJ has yet to write about me. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. What a mess. That's, that's my goal. That would be probably the best. I would love to have CJ The best moment in the history of podcasts. Yep. <laughs> Question your marriage in some exactly. way. Right after Lori Line. She's exactly. the most recent column. Is Lori Line having marital problems? Uh, no, but CJ actually wrote about her last week. Well, it is Christmas. That's when you write about right. Lori Line. <laughs> it's true. If you're going to, why not at Christmas? All right, I, I have a prediction about the Vikings in the draft update too, because they won it. They won again last week. Yes, they did. Here's my prediction. Impressively, they won impressively. Yeah. against the team that was oh, fighting yeah. for their playoff lives. Is Never a said. doubt. Yep. My prediction is the Vikings are going to win both of their remaining games. Wow, they're going to have the twelfth pick in the draft. Yeah, which is also known as the Christian Ponder slot. Ooh. And so many teams in front of them will be taking quarterbacks that they're going to give up on the idea of getting a quarterback. They're going to sign Matt Castle to a multiple-year deal, I think a five-year contract, no. and they're just going to dr- draft defensive players. You say no. I mean, honest to God. But would I, you put I, it I past d- Rick Spielman? Okay, honest five to God. Years, no. Not five Why? years, but if they were to go with Matt Castle as their starter next year and just draft all defense this year, that's not a terrible plan B. No. 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 Why are you trying to Because there's not going to be up. any quarterbacks. Well, let's see who's available. Let's oh, see who's you available. Think, you don't think that Spielman's going to draft the right guy anyway. Yeah. So why not have him draft all defensive guys? Because yeah. we talked about this before. Spielman I know, I think, but he can get lucky. Donald we're Spielman up all night lucky. to get lucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dan Snyder was bam, up all night to bam, get lucky. Bam, bam, it works bam, sometimes. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, I mean, I want to. Yeah, I, I'm not giving up on. Who do you want, Clarence? Street. I'm Bay. back on the Johnny Football. Johnny wagon. Football. Yeah, I was off last. I go back and forth, but F it. Why F it? He'd be a hell of a I, I don't think, I think, I think his, his, steam, yeah. his steam is such that he won't be there at 12. Right. That's I why think you've got to be about losses. top five, top six I heard to have four. a shot. I heard really. four Jeez. in the first uh, first mock draft that uh, one of the ESPN guys released. So, yeah, I don't think they have a shot at Johnny yeah. Football. And McShay has Bridgewater one and uh, yeah. what's his nut? Oh, Johnny. F- Somebody four. told me the other day there's rumors that Teddy Bridgewater is going back to school again next year. That's yeah. not. That's, that's a negotiation. No one's I going back to it. Why would you go back to Louisville? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Louisville, Kentucky. Jesus. Jesus. 
Donnelly, who do you want? I like Johnny Football, but you know what? If they if they ended up having to bail on, you know, if there was anyone available, I would not mind them, uh, you know, going in the second round and seeing if uh, I don't know how far is this David Fail's going to slip or or the yeah. Car Kid from Fresno or, or Hunley from UCLA. Right I mean, I like guys. PA's. I saw Garofalo, Janine Garofalo. <laughs> I think Janine Raffalo. Her son. Yeah. And who's yeah. the, who's the dude from Central Florida that just... Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles! Bortles! Bortles. Blake Bortles! Big Bortles! That'd be fun. Better oh, name man. for the Vikings quarterback. Blake Bortles, Bortles or Rhett Bomar. Rhett Bomar, but it's close. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Did we talk about the the uh, lack of pro quarterbacks from the state of Florida? We, we, Did, we talked about that. Have you ever thought about who the who the best quarterback Kosar. ever from Jim Kelly, Dante Culpepper? Yeah, those are probably Bernie Kosar is like your. Well, yeah, Jim, Jim Kelly is number one. Good. Charlie Bernie, Ward. So it's Jim Kelly's Jim Kelly's your number one. You're talking Bernie NFL Kosar's, success. What about Hutchinson's Danny Werfel? Who's and, two? <laughs> Bernie, Bernie freaking Kosar is the second best quarterback from a Florida college. Or Think Dante. of a football that's played in Florida. Or Dante. Oh, Dante, Dante had one good season. One good season. Think of all the college football that's <laughs> giant in the state of Florida. They do not produce quarterbacks. Donnelly's got rolling Clarence, right now. what happens next year when Ponder's shoulder is fully recovered? <laughs> God, that's, that's, a trigger. that's a trigger for him. <laughs> That, is, okay, that, that one's on you, Brandon. That is oh. that one's on you. Right there. Excellent oh. trolling. That is a four-year shoulder recovery. I looked it up. Um, I talked to my guy Pelistero. <laughs> four-year shoulder God recovery. Damn it, the year. I believed you, Tom. I did too. He steered us <laughs> wrong. Too? I tried to tell you. I know you I did. I was telling you that it was all going to be okay. So smart, I was though. coming right back. I was saying, Stu? Pelistero watches all the tape, and you finish all of your things within the butt. <laughs> I, I have to go with Pelistero. <laughs> But, but don't yeah, worry, Clarence. But now I've seen the error of my ways. Remember, you were arms, right. He was wrong. Arm strength isn't among the top ten things that NFL teams want out of their. That was the most incredible goddamn thing I've ever read on the fucking internet when yeah. he said that. And you've been to some really great places on the internet, I bet. Oh, <laughs> he's a smart guy, though. No, there's. Oh, he said, arm strength is not in the top ten things that quarterback evaluators look for in the NFL. What I can't even name ten other things. That yeah, what is it? There are even other things. I can't even fucking name uh, ten. That's uh, not smile, in the top ten. What? Politeness, footwork. I don't know. Foot I don't size? know. I sat down with a pen. Like, you don't want a guy with like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, but you don't want a guy with little size, sure, you know, size fives either. You don't want those. No, no. It's I bet Eli Manning has tiny feet. An acceptable range. Well, at Manziel, he's got to have tiny. Yeah, I bet he does. He's a tiny person. He is. He's an elf. He's elfin. He is elfin. Mm -hmm. That's the best descriptor of Johnny football I've heard (laughs) yet. He may have elfin magic. Football elf, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Okay, so they're not going to win both these last games. They may win one of them. They need to be top five, right? To be to be. uh, They're not getting back into the top five because it's. It's Bridgewater. I I really don't think Cincinnati. Carr. Worst fails. I really and Manziel, right? Fails did look good. Dude. I think Fails has a shot. I know it's the Gophers, but uh, I know we've already asked you once for a big favor to punch Bo Ryan yeah, in the yeah. face, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you for Ryan. one more um, to use your access for mm-hmm. just one more big favor. It's a big one. Who can I punch? Um, you, you no, know, no, it's not about punching, but you just think this through. Don't say no right away. <laughs> you think this through because this could get you in some hot water. I like where this but, is going. Uh, could you? Plant some heroin 
on Johnny Manzo. <laughs> we gotta get his stock dropped. I gotta do something here, guys. Once again, I don't think I need to. I was gonna I'm say, guessing he's, that's gonna happen. He's, he's, remember, he's got from that goofy Texas oil money. He's yeah, gonna yeah. do that. He's There's gonna, a good chance he's gonna. He's gonna do something. Phone calls then to get pulled over or something. He's got like he's got some. Brandon's down there already. Yeah. I mean, why are you talking to me, oh, Brandon? Yeah, this should be Brock Brandon's got hashtag access on him. I'll do what I can, but people love him. He's he's like a kid out there, man. He's Farf <laughs> Jr. He can do whatever he wants right now. People are gonna. He's white, really? you know that. Yeah, yeah. He can't do wrong. Shit. How about a, they a tank one more white year? Quarterback, and you're gonna plant some heroin. Tank one oh, more year. Slide, slide right off him. Boy, and then, then we have all the yeah. and stuff going on too. Yeah, right. I don't even want to think about that. I don't think I could put up with another year of three, three and thirteen or four and twelve. Oh. Talk radio would drive me to suicide. Oh, Vikings fan line would be just. Uh, oh. I can't decide what I don't miss more: winter or K fans calling. <laughs> you can listen to it. It's it's on the stream. They, they stream that and. And podcast it too. Corey Cove is going to blow his brains out at some oh. point. Yes. He's, I, I, I give him credit because I would have, I would have said, I would have gone to my bosses and said, "Hey, whatever you want me to do, I'll do." And he I'll, doesn't get a break either because I'll, I'll work Christmas Day show. for the next twenty years if so I don't have to host that show. Now I'm not just shilling. I'm not just shilling for my one of my many employers, but the fi- <laughs> the fifteen hundred show, the vent- Vikings vent line with Judd and Dubay, does seem to attract a higher level of caller. You're just saying that because I've called in a couple of there times. There you go. Okay. I think they just have more aggressive call screeners, perhaps, or you know they weed out yeah. the, or the real drunks don't know about them yet. Yep. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that show seems to be a little bit more intelligent. You don't get the the real severe nut cases. But I like to listen to them both. Right. <laughs> It, it's the, the, yeah, fan, the, the I wonder yeah. what Cove did. He yeah, I assume he murdered well, somebody to deserve this. Murder, yeah. yeah, he murdered Left somebody. Yeah, Swedberg knows Swedberg where the <laughs> knows where the, the bodies yeah. are buried there. And people know that Swedberg is Carl Gerbschmidt, right? Yeah, they okay, should. As, people should know that. Wait, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not breaking news. I today. didn't know that. Swedberg is Carl Gerbschmidt. It's not Kevin Seifert. It's you Swedberg. No, I didn't know that. It's Greg who, Swedberg. Who revealed that? Me. How do you know this? Because well. you can tell when Swedberg is on. It's listen to his voice the next time Swedberg's actually on I've never heard Swedberg on. He's on like every once in a while. Like they do that. Uh, he was Saul Lefkowitz too. That's right. You're right. That was a great what? character. Get off of my yard. He was good. Yeah, but uh, when they they do that uh, mock draft on the morning show on mm-hmm. KFan, mm-hmm. when and Swedberg takes part in it, listen to his voice, and there's your answer. I can't wow. believe more people haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I've never it's heard the, his I voice. I can't believe that Clarence doesn't doesn't know this conspiracy theory. I've never heard it. This is a conspiracy This is solid fact. I actually know what I'm talking about on this. This is not actually even a sport effect. This is a fact fact. It's Swedberg. That's Are you breaking news? You don't yeah. even have to use the you hashtag be, on that yeah. one. You might be breaking news on this. That so one's, I'm going right. to search for Swedberg Gerbschmidt here. <laughs> Who's Marty Wexler? That's all I want to know. I, love, I don't know. I either. love that character. I do, too. I think he's That's a great bit. That's a great bit. Well, we've just broken some news. Uh, let's... Before we do the guest interrogation segment, I want to do I want to do the one ask sportive question that we have this week because I thought it was a good one from at Dan Mick or at Daniel Mick. Of all the guests that have been on the podcast, who would you want most, and who would you want least to be your stepdad? Uh, most, most, I think Holly. <laughs> I think Holly's <laughs> going to be a popular choice. I think John Bonus will be no, a popular step-dad, choice. Not too. stepsister, Molly. That, that, that's, that's really weird. But yeah, I feel like, like, uh, yeah, bonus I feel like not a bad one though. 
Bonus would be very. He's got all that consultant. I feel like you like asking for. And he's very avuncular. He'd be like a cool dude. Yeah, you could go to the bar with John Bonus as your stepdad. And welcome to the bar. (laughs) Here's a tab. Welcome to breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm definitely going with Dana Wessel for sure. Really? That's a good. I forgot Dana was on the show. Yeah. I feel like all he does is play arcade games. And eat frozen pizzas. And watch soccer. That's the best stuff in the does. world. And he goes to bed at like 4 in the afternoon, so you yes. can sneak out so easily. <laughs> that's true. Just that's be guy. back by oh, 2.30 when that. he wakes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're okay with the soccer thing. Yep. Which I am. So. I know you are, but Brandon? He's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm down with soccer for sure. He seems to be kind of a live and let live type with soccer anyway, so he's not going to like make me sit with him. He's like, yeah, man, here's some quarters. I'll meet you at the arcade later. <laughs> I'll make the case for Holly's that she works at a brewery. Yep. Bingo. So. I think John Sharkman is also an excellent I would go Sharkman. Seems like he'd have a really interesting life if John Sharkman was yeah, right. yeah, that's not, that's really, that's, that's a decent choice. So Holly would be your stepdad? Is that how it would? Yes. Is it's like Black works? Santa, okay? Just get over it, Megan Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. you have to explain that one to me. I missed that. That's a long story. Uh, I believe it. <laughs> it's a long story, and you'll be sad at the end. Yeah. So, okay. Well, anything involving Megan Kelly usually makes me sad. Clarence, yeah. who would you want most to be yeah. your stepdad out of all the guests we've had on this podcast? Well, on Twitter, I open with the uh, with uh, Bonus yep. because he's so gregarious, and nice, and he's just a, you he's get a super nice good... guy. Yeah, he might yes. be the nicest guy we've ever had on the podcast. He puts up a gleam in every week. He does. That's, I mean, he's, he's got Obviously, problem. Patrick's up there on the nicest guy list. No, no, Because no, he, he no, brought no. beer and he had some good he stories did, yes, about covering the Present company excluded just so you don't have to, sh- you know. To that's, that's, and I do like the company. idea of, I guess, the hall of Holly because then you'd have two moms and that's kind of, kind of sexy. Okay, if Holly's your stepdad, one of these people in this relationship is your mom, Clarence. Well, no, John, yeah. the world's evolving. No, maybe <laughs> no. not. You don't know. Down the world's here. evolving. You I can't can know that, John. You can't know that. No, Clarence. Yeah, we don't ever really know. This sounds like a Lifetime movie, <laughs> not a Lifetime yeah. Network movie coming at you. I'm the sexy. Clarence has two stepmoms. <laughs> so evolved. So did you go least, Good, too? You you go least? Yeah, who would be the least, the least likely person? Parker. <sighs> Parker. It might be Parker. It's Parker. It's Parker. Because of the, uh, where he'd be describing the positions that he did to your mom yeah. the night before. Pretty much. Before yeah. So inappropriate. You yeah. got your mom to do reverse cowgirl <laughs> last night, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack a course. No, mom would be blue, just like your mom. Woo! Let's get a party you know. bus. Sorry. <laughs> We like Parker. Yeah, everybody does oh, like who Parker. Does like I don't know why we're ripping yeah. Parker. I don't know why we're ripping Parker. It's just, you know, no, I don't no. think he'd want to be our stepdads either. <laughs> no, so, no. You know. That does ignore the fact that no one would want to be related to any one of us. That's Maybe so Brandon. Brandon might be the only much. catch out of all of us. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. People Brandon, is, you know, he's talented. Uh, and he's, got the nice gla- he's got the Warby Parker bullshit going tonight, too. <laughs> I mean, he's got the, the oh, fake yeah. glasses. Warby Parker fake bullshit. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> he's got fake glasses. Yeah, he's, got, he's, got, he's got the weird, like, MoMA wall art going on. Yeah, him. what is that? Is that a triptych thing what? right there? Water like lilies. Series. Yeah. Like, Damien Hurst has got a freaking display going on behind it, like a bisected cow or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's not, that's an Ikea painting, but thank you very much. Yeah, Tom Kincaid on, uh, Thomas Kincaid on acid. Got a little 
George O'Keefe thing going on there, maybe. Painter of life. We've discussed you know that me. painting behind Brandon's couch more times on this podcast. <laughs> I know. And the Every best part week. is nobody but us can see it. <laughs> it's not like we have a picture we can put out there, we Brandon, could. on the couch. We could take a picture of your computer screen and then tweet it. Yeah. Or well, Brandon could just tweet it. Go ahead and tweet a picture yeah, of your couch, would you, okay. Brandon? Because yeah. we've referenced it so many later. times that people need to see it. They do. You know, it's I sort of lore. I sometimes forget we're actually recording this and we're not just sitting around are? talking. Oh, well, we might be recording this. It's <laughs> usually funny. pretty late in the podcast when you guys don't have anything to make fun of me about. You're like, hey, uh, nice painting. Nice house. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice watch, uh, nice man. Nice couch, idiot. Must be nice to want to know what time it is. Hey, he's wearing a uh, one of those uh, shirts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do a crew neck. Fucking moron. Let's do the guest interrogation segment of the podcast. This is our. Yeah, I did not prepare for this. No, so. you don't okay, need to prepare that's for the whole, it. That's the point. I know, this I, is know the, I know, I know. This I know. is the part where I was letting you know I didn't prepare for it. We so. riff. We riff. This when, will be off the cuff. We yes. got Nick Nelson's guard like down. He admitted he loved Freddie Got Fingered, and God, now yes. I don't know what to say about him. <clears throat> All right, bring it. Bring it. Okay, I added a couple this time. All right. Cake or pie? <sighs> Can I say it depends on the type of each? No, nope, you can't. General, cake or pie? In general, uh, pie. Wrong. Most underrated movie? The Commitment. I want to give you a warning. This doesn't have to be a terrible movie. No, we I know. Nelson a little bit. Yeah, He had a very <laughs> good answer. He picked the worst movie answer. of all time. Right, Ishtar, yeah. but I mean... That's properly rated. I would say the commitments. It's a well Irish movie from ninety one or ninety two about a uh, you know blues music or R and B basically. Oh, sure. commitments. I have one five hundred. No, uh, that's not it. No, it's it's it, they say the f word about four times per minute and pronounced uh, it fact. Is that fact. possibly a Roddy Doyle novel? It is yes, a Roddy Doyle is. novel. Yes, it is. It was yeah. a train spotting fame. Yes. And Cole Meany plays the dad, so it's a good one. Yeah, I'll I like also say sportive hot tip: the commitments do uh, in the, from the movie did an amazing cover of Otis Redding's "Try a Little Tenderness." Absolutely, worth owning. Absolutely, really, really good version of it. That, yeah. The whole, yeah. the whole, they have two volumes of uh, you know, volume one, volume two on their uh, of of basic you know R and B standards that they covered, and it's fantastic. Say it, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Good answer. I yeah. like it. Yeah, like that's the kind uh, of answer we were looking for, Nick. All right, there you go. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Nick. Um, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Well, yeah, you know, Nick. Ah, oh, that's right, Nick. Nelson. He's listening. We know that. Yes, of course. Uh, favorite condiment? Mustard. Oh Jesus, Mary. Yellow or brown? Yes. It doesn't. What? Yes. What? Okay. All right. <laughs> Good answer. Nice. Uh, most embarrassing outfit you've ever worn? Uh, I lost a bet and had to wear a uh, Packers jersey to Gabe's to watch the Packers in the NFC Championship game in like 94 or 95, oh, but they lost horrible. to the Cowboys, so I at least got away with some dignity there. That is pretty embarrassing. That that was, was it all Packers fans there? Of it's course. Gabe's, it's yeah. Gabe's, yeah. It's, that's Packer Bar. Oh, I, I was unaware. I, I don't yeah. go east of the Mississippi. Yeah, it's Packer Bar in St. Paul, and it's, uh, yeah, it's... Rube Central, and they thought I was one of them, which was really, yeah. It was so that you couldn't wear it. It wouldn't make sense to wear it and then walk around being like, nope. No. Lost a bet. This no. Is- <laughs> After they lost, I probably should have, but, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I pulled like a 
WWF move where you rip it off and have a Cowboys jersey. Right, right. That big Aikman. You'd be dead fan. now, though. Big yes, you would no longer be alive. Oh, they're not from New Ulm. They're from Wisconsin. <laughs> they don't beat people up in bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking Germans. Uh, what's your uh, hangover cure? Uh, hair of the dog. No kidding. Yeah. Bloody Mary? Uh, absolutely. Oh, all right. What do you like in your Bloody Mary? Uh, pickle and some kind of hot sauce and celery. Okay. No olives. No cheddar cheese. No beef sticks. I mean, if they serve it to me and that, I'll pull them out and eat them, but I'm you know, not going to turn them down. But Not a beef stick whittled into a straw so you can drink the Bloody Mary <laughs> yeah. through the beef stick? Jeez. No, that's a little phallic for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh you win the lottery. What is your dumbest, most most extravagant purchase? The Minnesota Twins. <laughs> good for you. That's great. That's a really good answer. <laughs> uh, who do you do you do you keep Terry Ryan on, or do you fire him immediately? The world needs ditch diggers too, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Been a good run. Been a good run. Here from Janesville, you understand these things. Yeah, the, even Chili's is hiring. Mm-hmm. We live down, right down you the can street. stay on in an unofficial capacity if you'd like. Salary is zero. <laughs> you can have Bill Smith stapler. Mm. <laughs> You're allowed in the building. That's the extent of your uh, responsibilities. I would keep Bill Smith around, though, because I want somebody who knows how many baseballs we have down in Fort Myers, because that's apparently the only <laughs> thing he's capable of doing is counting baseballs. <laughs> 500. We got 500, guys. Missing one. Lock it down. Yep. Uh, what was your worst behavior at a sports game, either player or spectator? I've always been pretty good as a player. I've never gotten ejected. Um, oh, what? <laughs> I know. Imagine that. I was always able to pretty much keep my temper in check. Um, I would have to say. Uh, I went to the Gophers Iowa football game at the Dome in '88, and Deep this cold. was back when they had was that Chuck Long. Was no, it was post Chuck Long. Okay, this was back when they uh, had the last Saturday of the regular season was all those rivalries. So Michigan Ohio State played yep. the early game, and then USC and UCLA played. At like two thirty, and the Gophers and I played at seven in the dome, and we've been drinking all day. And by the time I got to the the dome, I was a complete mess and made a complete ass of myself. So I didn't get arrested or anything, but I remember I remember getting some some very you know stern looking stares from Iowa people. Nice. There's nothing okay, worse uh, in life than getting judged by someone from Iowa. Absolutely. Yeah. And they have like three teeth. What was your first concert? 1984 Heartbeat City Tour, The Cars, with Wang Chung opening. Wow. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Met Center. Oh, yeah, Met Center. God, it was great. That is an awesome first concert. Wang Chung and The Cars. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty proud. My brother took me. I was uh, eternally grateful. The Cars are a band that I'm not sure of. Am I supposed to be embarrassed to like them, or is that okay? Nope. No, okay. not at all. Flat not out all. okay. We could absolutely do the Rumors Treatment to about four of their albums in my book. Oh, no kidding. Okay, yes. great. Cars oh, are I'm great. also confused about Cheap Trick. Can I like those guys? Yes. yes. 
Absolutely. Cool. Thank you. I'll fight anyone who doesn't like Cheap Trick. Uh, you have I, to have all right. Well, I guess we're fighting. Well, God damn it, Clarence. That's, you don't like Cheap What did trick? I just say? Yes. You have to have no soul to not like Cheap <laughs> Trick. And then Clarence jumps in uh, as we're fighting. Yep. Clarence lost his soul in Korea in the uh. 50s. <laughs> the drummer looked like an accountant. That's awesome. Bun E. Carlos. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay, what's the worst concert you've ever been to? Wow. You're talking like arena, club, children's Just the Christmas, worst experience you had Elementary in school Christmas. I'd um, like it to be somebody that we know. Oh, uh, okay. Um, God, I usually really like most bands I go see. Who have I hated? I'm going to have to pause on this one for a while. Um, well... I will just uh, throw this one out there. Any concert at the Metrodome. Uh, I went to see the Stones in 89 on the Steel Wheels tour, and the sound in there was so shitty. So, I mean, In Living Color opened, and I thought they were pretty good. But, again, you couldn't really tell, and, you know, we were eight miles away. So it was kind of cool being in there with the Stones being there, but the sound was just awful. So I'd say that or uh, seeing you 2 in the Dome with, who were those asshats that opened for them? Hey, now, you're an all-star. Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Smash Mouth opened for, yeah, Smash U2. Mouth opened for you, too? Yeah. The dome. Yes, I yeah. was at, I, yeah. was that the, uh, the uh, what the hell tour was that? Pop? Pop, yeah. Yeah, I was at that one. Too. Yeah, I would say those we two. We skipped Smash Mouth. We, 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 should, we should totally forget about those guys. I forgot that they sang full songs. I thought they just made music for commercials. That's true. Oh, ooh, better story. Okay, here's one I walked out of. All right, 1986, I'm a senior year of high school. Uh, it's actually August right before senior year of high school. Day one of football practice. And four of us that Monday night had tickets to go to, to drive two hours from New Orleans up to big St. Paul Civic Center to see the outfield, who we loved, yes. opening for Starship, who ooh. we loved. <laughs> So we had a, we. How did you not remember this one immediately? I don't know. That's a good concert. point. Yeah. So we you know, we love things out. We, we love the outfield concert. The outfield was great. We had a great time. And then uh, Starship opened. We're like, well, we paid for this, didn't we? And they were like, well, yeah, we do have practice tomorrow at six in the morning, and it's a two-hour drive. And. By the, the fourth song they played was We Built the City, and like two notes in, we were out. <laughs> we built. Bye bye. We were gone. We were Good for you. Yeah, so Starship. Starship ass. I love how that was the fourth, the fourth song that Starship got around yeah, the was yeah. We Built the City. I think they either you know, it or save Let's it. get some stuff off the new album first, and then we'll go into We Built the City. That was played on the encore, too. I can almost guarantee yeah, that one. Probably. We saw the outfield years later. My buddies and I saw the outfield at Ribfest, and you, you, you know it's good uh, at <laughs> Ribfest. And they had just released a new album, and it was like a much harder sound. Like they're, I don't know who they were trying to to mimic or cash in on, but they uh, they had just released a new album, and so of course they played all the songs off the new album at Ribfest, and then they played some of the old songs, but they were playing them at a much like harder rocking tempo and I'm like this sucks but that's Ribfest you gotta expect that I can't count mm-hmm. that in the uh, rib politics of Ribfest man. Ribfest I mean, and taste of various yeah. places just don't count it's, no it's just old bands trying to pay the mortgage uh-huh. okay last question is what's uh, number one on your sports bucket list 
in <laughs> that's a great question louisville versus minnesota in puerto rico yeah yeah that wouldn't be bad <laughs> uh the gray cup uh the gray cup no <laughs> Uh, I was just trying to see a, what a most obscure thing I could um, see. Anna Kornikova involved. She's sporty. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, you got to remember, she's like 35 years old at this yeah. point. Yeah, but Not I'm... Not even dirty anymore. But I'm 45, so... Yeah. You know, she's always going to be fine. 10 years younger than me. Um, let's see. Am I the oldest, by the way? Am I the oldest? Yep, you're uh, the oldest. Yep. I turned 43 in two hours. I don't mean here. I mean... Wait, your birthday's what? tomorrow? Am I the your oldest? birthday's tomorrow. Yeah, so happy, I'm able to come down here. I don't have happy to Happy early birthday, Stu. This is your birthday <laughs> present? Oh. <laughs> Am I the oldest guest Pretty ever, much it is, yeah. Or is Bonus older? Uh, bonus is like bonus 65 is like years 16. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus yeah. has grandkids. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just checking in. I'm, and I'm only delaying because I can't. And Gleeman spiritually is like 90. Yeah. So. Can't think, uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's only 30 but nobody, at heart Nobody's like that 95. enthusiastic about brunch. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> is being really old. This is going to sound lame, but I actually would really like to go to the Winter Olympics sometime. That would Depending be cool. on that's the city and the no, venue. Right. Actually, I think that's but not just hockey. Cool. I'd like to go see cross-country skiing. I'd like to see the luge. I'd like yeah, to, no, I'd like to no, just yeah, experience yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Right the first time. Yeah. 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 I would just go to the lo- whatever the nearest lodge is Yes, and watch everything on TV and get loaded. That'd be all right, too. In the bar. Are you in front of the fireplace. Are you a Winter Olympics person or a Summer Olympics? Which is your favorite? Winter. Winter. Santa everyone's Claus. winter, right? No, it's not everyone's even. summer. No, the Winter, Olympics, the Winter Olympics gets terrible ratings compared to the Summer Olympics. But as far as watchability goes, yeah, I love the Winter Olympics. Well, because oh. far more than the Summer Olympics. But we like it up here because we're snowed in. There's nothing else to do when they're on. But when but the Summer Olympics cooler. are on, they look cooler. they look a lot cooler. Yeah. yeah. When the Summer Olympics are on, we'd rather be outside because it's like our three weeks where it's actually nice in the state. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe that is. I think that's a big part of it. The rest of the country, it's nice out. You know, in the winter too, so they don't care. I bet Brandon's a Summer Olympics fan because basketball. I mean, that's I the only really... thing I like about the Summer Olympics is basketball. Yeah. What is there to like about Olympic basketball? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of fun to see them aligned by country. I guess it's not a whole lot different than the NBA. But you can root against the Russians, fun. Clarence. Ooh. Well, they screwed no, us out of the gold in '72, Clarence. Mm-hmm. That wasn't you did. There, <laughs> Clarence. There, were you in Nam? Asked and answered. Yeah. My third tour, so I didn't get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's guy. a whole documentary about it that you can catch up on. Um, that's a good answer. No, I'm not an Olympics fan in either in either uh, season. Really, I mean, I'm not against it. I just don't really find myself turning it on to watch it. I don't know. I plus the Winter Olympics has curling. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Awesome. I got a heavy dudes from like Flin Flon are like sweeping on the ice. Well, yeah, but then the yeah. last Olympics, you know, introduced us to the phenomenon of curling babes. Yeah. So remember, weren't there a couple teams that had some? Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they're they're attractive yeah. curling ladies. Yes. Why, by the way, why is curling separated between men and women? Why is Ex- there? I wondered that same. that exactly. Why is there gender specific curling? There is no possible reason that you couldn't combine those teams. Should be men, women, cigarettes, and beer yeah, on, at every curling match in the Olympics. You could have a dog on your curling team if you really wanted. <laughs> Are you saying that men, that men and women, like women, could make the the team? Is that what your point is? No, there's men's teams and women's teams. Yeah, I'm saying there's why no, shouldn't there there's be no advantage? Teams. I don't think there's any advantage a, to be a male and this isn't being like, curling. You know, basketball or football where like there's certain you know physical they just slide a rock down the ice is, and then they sweep maybe it maybe it's to help the men because women are so good at sweeping yeah good god i don't know 
Jesus, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, and, but it'd be exactly the same thing if they had men, yeah, really men's sexist. and women's darts. Do they have women's darts? I can't oh, imagine why they would. Yeah, I mean, or yeah. men's well, and women's pool. Well, it's not the Olympics, is it? No, they do have men's and women's pool. I thought that they were all together. Nope, 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 no. nope, nope. Why? That's a great question. Uh, yeah. Maybe there are there's, so, maybe it's just because that's how it's always been done. Yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it. Even though the sport doesn't demand it, because yeah, darts you don't yeah. need a wiener to be better at it. In no. the butt, Clarence. In the butt, <laughs> you do in the butt. So yeah, it's, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it either. Anyway, I also want to say how delighted I've been that curling and like the curling trials, like the U- U.S. Olympic trials, and then the qualifier for the Olympics or something have been like front. Front of the sports section news in the Star Tribune several oh, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. That just makes my soul delighted. That <laughs> that, that's Ken Shaw just trying to make you happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kenny, if that was you, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. It just made has made me happy to be in such a parochial town that we have curling on the front page of the paper. Oh, yeah. Telling you like 75 fringe sports. I'm so happy that one of them finally got the national yep. collective. <laughs> this is time. It's my time to shine. Well, right? Rachel Blount's got to get a front page byline sometime. <laughs> That's a really good joke. That's the best joke of the night. Just want to point that out. And I, and before anyone takes us wrong, all of our eight listeners, I love Rachel. I think she's great, and she just doesn't she doesn't cover the big you know the no. big story beats. She, if it's a sport you never heard of, Rachel Blunt is on it. <laughs> right, and she's very good at it. She's very good at it, but that is her beat. Mm-hmm. I envy Rachel Blunt. Yeah, she's John. If, a dream if, John got paid. Yeah. <laughs> if I got paid for anything I do ever, yeah. I don't think she covers soccer though, does she? Nobody covers soccer, right? I cover soccer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, we just mentioned our eight listeners, and we are at the hour and forty five minute mark. Holy so we're shit! Down really? to like, we're down to like two listeners. Well, wow. Stu, you're at the hour and fifteen. I mean, yeah, I was going to ask. Stu is just yeah, rounding into form here. Yeah. Stu, do you have anything else you want to mention? Because no, you're the only I, one who's not asleep at this point. I did my. Yeah, I should be asleep right now. Um, happy birthday, happy by birthday, buddy. buddy. Yeah. It's not until tomorrow. Yeah. Mine was yesterday, and Stu's is tomorrow. Yes, mine was last Mine's, week. Mine's uh, Friday. Get up! Are no. you kidding me? Really? Swear to God, December twenty. Mine was three weeks ago. We're all we're all we're December all babies. Oh, you're late November, Clarence. April is a good time to fuck. I guess. No, you know what? I sorry, did the, mom. Sorry, dad. I did the math. You're divorced anyway. You I did care. the math. I'm exactly <laughs> nine months, or you know, I was born exactly nine months after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the most Irish name I've ever heard. Patrick Brendan Donnelly. Is your middle name John or Brendan? Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> of course it is. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. And oh, St. Patrick's Day is a big deal in New Ulm. I know we've talked a lot about the German fests, but there were four Irish lawyers who started a St. Patrick's Day parade in New Ulm in 1965, and they've been holding it every year since, and I still go down for it as much as I can. My dad was one of them, and nice. Dempsey and O'Connor and McClellan, and, uh, yeah, lonely. it's fantastic. So they, uh, um, yeah, they, they do it upright down there. So, I don't know, 1968, St. Patrick's Day, woo! <laughs> Behind the porta potty. Uh, <laughs> hey, now it's my Arnold. mom you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you don't know her. <laughs> on, on my birthday a couple weeks ago, Clarence claimed he did the math, and it turned out, and he thought I was born close enough where my parents might have conceived me when Reagan was shot. <laughs> ah. <laughs> He's like, I think you have something to talk about with your parents, but I was premature, so the math uh, doesn't work out. That's great. All that. Calculating by Clarence. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
There's nothing uh, more disconcerting. Before we go, I do. Before we go, I do have a um, proposal for you fellas. How about when Justified comes on, we have a discussion yes. club at the end mm-hmm. of every podcast about Justified. the most recent I think episode? Absolutely. It's fair. It's hard because I'm always about three or four episodes yep. behind any show. So and I'll be holding you back. And if you guys say what happens, then you'll I, I, become I, I, homicidal. 35, 35W is, you know, I can hit it. It's across the street, basically. <laughs> I will drive down that fucker and find you. Roxy, that's nothing. So let's just that's do it five weeks do it at the end of it because people who don't want to hear it then just they just press but stop. At I that don't want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. So, so then you just leave, unplug your shit, and go. Shit. He's got an Ethernet cable now. He can't just drop I was off. Say, he hasn't dropped out at all, and he hasn't been doing Daft Punk. Isn't that either. wonderful? <laughs> I just invested twenty five dollars. I'm not quarter Franklin. Leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm Stan. I'm finishing my podcast. I'm up, Dad. Clarence Clarence is in for this podcast now. Calmer than you are. Calmer than you are. Well, Clarence, why don't you get on it? Because I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, Let me see what I can do. I I think it's a great idea. Is that on Netflix? Thank you. Yes, it is. All right, I got to catch up. How yeah, many I got my four. four. So all, all of our them. listeners catch four up seasons. now because we're going to have a special session class. Thirteen episodes. When does it come back? January seventh. They just right. had a twenty-second teaser that I put on the internet. Well, I didn't put it on, but I retweeted it. But <laughs> it sounds where he shoots the uh, where he shoots his, the above ground swimming pool at Dewey Crow. Yeah, that's great. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I've I got. I love Dewey Crow so goddamn much because I grew up with like a thousand Dewey Crows. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got three weeks to finish the season and a half that I haven't finished yes. yet. Yeah, yeah, you do. I can you'll, you'll love it so much. Season yep. four was so good. I have loved it so much already. Yeah, trust me. Season four. One of the nicest things anybody ever did for me was you convincing yes. me to watch Justified. Season 4, episode 11, it's called Decoy. It's my, my favorite episode of television last year. It was really? so really? God, yeah. it was good. Yep. But I don't watch Breaking Bad. I will, I'm, that's, yeah, that's, my, that's a blind spot, so I, I'll get there. Don't worry. The rest Breaking of the Bad day. had some better episodes, but it's really it's a lot closer than people give it credit for. It's better than so any Mad Men episode? I'm let's see. I'm, on, I'm still on season one of Mad Men. Oh, so, I so know, you have two I'm, blind spots. I have. I've still, How do you drive with I, I all watched, these blind I spots? Okay, Brandon. I think Brandon knows that I haven't watched The Wire yet either. I haven't either. Yes. Me what? Bitch. I know. I'm, Even I've know. seen The Wire. Holy How can crap. you read? How can you read a Bill Simmons column with the uh, having watched The Wire? <laughs> There's a simple answer. Jason Whitlock actually came to my house and yelled at me about it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bad human door. being. So. Game done changed, everybody. Game, Game done, done changed. changed. All right. There you go. That's enough out of us. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Patrick, do you want to plug anything while we're at it here? Yeah. Nobody's listening anymore anyway, so you can plug whatever you want. Well, if you want like to plug it. the Nazi party, go ahead. No, uh, no Nazi party. Go to 1500ESPN.com and check out my Gopher basketball coverage. Go to the Star Tribune and check out the Vikes-centric blogs. I occasionally periodically throw stuff up there and uh the best vikings blog on the internet i would say thank you i appreciate that uh and uh yeah that's it Stuart, do you want to plug anything because it's your birthday <laughs> i got nothing to plug it's everybody's birthday we could just have a plugging episode uh speaking of episodes <laughs> hey that- wow wow <laughs> <laughs> that- can i pick the song to close out the goddamn here yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll, 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 I'll figure it out once we're <laughs> <right> here, so <laughs> 
Yeah, get some polka in mine. <laughs> Be real polka. We'll, we'll find something in three, four time. We can do that. Maybe. Next next week might be our most ex- exciting episode of the year. It's the Christmas episode where we're all going to Gleeman's house and it's going to be total chaos. And we already proved tonight none of the mics really work that well, so that'll be a problem. And we're, we're just there. looking forward Sean to it. And Brand, 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 Brand will be person. back in town. Claire. Clarence won't be Clarence there. Won't be Patrick, will you be there? You've know. been a guest now. It's the first I've heard of it. You're, well, you're invited. You're right. Next Friday. Uh, Mandy and I are going to bring my Hector, painting. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Friday. The go Friday the 20th. Saturday. The Gopher football game is that night. Oh, wow. That could be epic. Yeah, we'll have the game on then. Gleeman's old production TV. That he's worried everyone's going to make fun of. Set it up, get a nail and a hammer out. Oh my god, I wish I had. If I have the energy, I'm going to go to Ikea and buy this exact thing and bring it with me to Aaron's house. (laughs) (laughs) And just if I move seats at the party, I'm going to take it off the wall and move it to the other part of the room. It's always going to be right behind me. It is our between two ferns. It's kind of, it just makes us feel right. You got the Galifianakis beard going, don't you, Clarence? I do, a little oh, bit. There yeah. you go. She's then. getting away from me a little bit here. It's been about five weeks now. She's she's starting to get a little unruly. Patrick, you're like the guy in that used to win the tournament the week before the Masters to get into the Masters. <laughs> yeah. I think Davis good. Love did that once or twice where he so won the New Orleans in. Open or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that kid this year that won the, uh, won the John Deere Classic to get – that was the week before the British Open. Mm-hmm. So he wins the John Deere Classic on Sunday, and on Monday morning he's flying to yep. you know, Scotland. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's you right now. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Very special nice, Christmas episode. Thanks, guys. Yes, that'll be awesome. All right. That's enough out of us. Thanks for listening. Thesportive.com, uh, at Sportive Podcast on Twitter. See you by Sports Fist to close us out. Sports Fist. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, yeah. Fight, fight. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.